Welcome to the Positively Star Wars Senate Podcast. This is Obi-Wan Kenobi. May the Force be with you. Looky, looky, Simitai. He's a Jedi arriving. Welcome to episode 33, the January 2023 episode of the Positively Star Wars Senate podcast. This episode is recorded on Sunday the 8th of January 2023, using the powerful dyad of the Force, which pairs two Force-sensitive beings, making them one in the Force, and showing a connection that spans across time and space, otherwise known as Microsoft and Skype in this case. My name is Stephen, the Chancellor of the Senate, the obligatory Brit contingent in his otherwise American crew, as we all get together to talk positively about Star Wars for roughly the next few hours. This episode is brought to you by Wrecker. The cavalry has arrived! A clone commando of the Clone Force 99, who, due to genetic mutations, is much larger and stronger than the average clone. We also quite often might say, Let's blow something up! Um, uh, that's about as good as I can do for now. Anyhow, so as ever, before we get into things proper, it's time to have a quick word from our sponsors. Do you know what's going on? Maybe it's another drill. And that is indeed very quick. Uh, they just get quick every episode, they are. Thanks very much to our sponsors. So, whereas I'm in the UK, I am also, as ever, joined with my positive friends from across the great fast pond in the United States of America. And this month, I have, in Skype random order, Ron. Greetings and salutations, Senators and Chancellor. Ricky. Ryan. Hello there. And Marie. Hello. Hello. Yes. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. Okay. So on this month's show, roughly, we will be talking about. If anybody can remember, I can't. But we'll be talking about the last uh, few episodes of Andor, which seems like a long time ago now. I've had a few mince pies at Christmas since then, and we'll be also be talking about the first uh, double couple episodes of The Bad Batch. But as ever, we start each episode talking about what everybody's been up to in Star Wars land this last 30 days. And we shall see, firstly, what Ron has been up to. Oh my, it's been a been a busy, busy bit. Uh, most recently, um, I can say that um, now's the time to go hit your Hallmark stores and um, your Targets and Walmarts. That after Christmas clearances uh, <clears throat> time frame is, is happening now. Walmart has a good number of ornament. Uh, Walmart, uh, Hallmark has a good number of Christmas ornaments. Uh, they they have Star Wars ornaments uh, year, year in and year out. Um, your mileage may vary. You have to hit a, a bunch of. Actually, I've had luck um, on the website or seen people having luck on the website, um, but you can find those ornaments for 50, 75 percent off. So I managed to get what I think is pretty much the entire 2022. Um, uh, allotment of, of ornaments out there. Even found uh, there's a limited edition IG. It's not 88. Who is it that rescues baby Yoda? Respect. Anyway, 
IG yeah, 11. IG 11 and, and Grogu. I, I only ever seen that once. Uh, picked it up as soon as I saw it, obviously. And um, uh, also saw miniatures of uh, Boba, uh, the um, Jango Fett and Obi Wan ship. Two, two ship. I mean, they're small. It's a crazy pack that's no bigger than like two quarters. Um, big, very small miniatures. And Target, uh, Target again, as your mileage may vary, but I've found a good number of clearance things at Target. Uh, managed to pick up a number of Black Series. Target had the Jawas, so I've got my Christmas, or my Christmas, I've got my Halloween fodder, my trick-or-treat fodder for this coming trick-or-treat, because I managed to scoop all the Jawas off a shelf um, that were marked down for like 75% off, so I've, I've got my trick-or-treat fodder for the year coming up, so um, Christmas Christmas was a good uh, Christmas time, um, don't know that I have a picture of it, but my very artistic sister-in-law made me a marionette, she had gotten into marionettes there, had it goes through various phases, made me a marionette of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I will scroll through my and drop a picture of this bad boy in the chat. Um, and then obviously uh, uh, catching up on Star Wars. Well, Bad Batch episodes dropped, which was just a wonderful treat and finished up the last bit of Andor. Um, obviously, I haven't read anything in that time. I will uh, leave that to leave that to more um, so inclined folks that can do that, decipher it for me and then talk about it with me. And talk me into listening to some audiobook. But I think that's it for me for, for my bit of Star Wars, unless I think of anything else. Very good. Very good. I've got to say in the introduction, of course, we have the annual Positively Star Wars Podcast Senate annual quiz this, uh, oh. this episode. So I can't believe I forgot that, considering I spent about three hours preparing the questions. Um, you'd think I wouldn't be able to forget that in the intro, but that's coming up after we've done Andor and the Bad Batch. But next, it's Ricky. Hello. Um, yeah, no, we've been uh, doing some reading. I uh, did catch up on some High Republic stuff. Uh, what's the? I don't know. Um, the one that we just read. Convergence. Convergence. Uh, or Conver- yeah, Convergence. I finished that, and then I started the audiobook for uh, the Search for the Hidden City. Um, or you talk about Battle for Jeddah. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't started that one yet. I'm, I'm, I am not like okay. two hours left of the audiobook for uh, Quest for the Hidden City, so it's, it's been pretty good. I don't know. I'm, I'm enjoying uh, these books. They're a little different, but pretty good. And then um, what else? Just been watching. Uh, I watched Bad Batch. I did start watching Book of Boba Fett again, which that show's good. Like, um, I'm enjoying the second time around. And then I picked up some stuff over Christmas. I got a little RC um, Mando with uh, Grogu in the back. So he, he's pretty fun to play with. That, that was, my daughter got me that for Christmas. Um, but yeah, it's been pretty good. I've been just doing that, playing Boba Fett Monopoly. That was, that's been fun. And then uh, I can't even remember what I, what else I got for Christmas besides the uh, some little things here and there in the stockings. But yeah, it's been, uh, it's been pretty good. Just uh, trying to read books and get prepared for... Uh, the rest of the uh, the run going on, so but yeah, that's pretty much it. Very good. Uh, most people listening don't know this, but I have to put in the chat. I've just had a mince pie and a cup of tea delivered to me, and I'm just trying to score as much mince pie as I can when people are chatting. That's a mince pie. So, you didn't got mince pies over there. Is oh, it no. meat? Is it meat oh, pie? No. Is it the no. Baker Street? It used to be meat. It used to be meat, but now it's um. Oh God, I think you explain it. It's like sultanas and. Um, pieces of fruit peel and all very sweet in a, in a little pastry, sweet pastry mm. based thing. A lovely. You're gonna, you're gonna ruin your dinner, Stephen. About that. <laughs> no, Kevin. Actually, no. I've got it to come. 
Uh, one's just posted about that that Yoda cup, and it reminds me of I had a football cup years ago, and the most awkward things to drink out of ever because of the curve at the top by the lip. And I, oh, my, I, my Vader and Chewbacca ones are like that. Yeah, I ended up like you end up like dribbling or burning your lips off as you're trying to uh, to drink out of it. So, it, so the Yoda cup he's talking about is a is a tiki mug, and yeah. they think uh, my other sister-in-law themed my my Christmas gift, and I got um, uh, Midori uh, a melon liqueur. So it's a green a green liquor, um, mm-hmm. the Yoda cup, and she found a a, a book with uh, uh, adult drink recipes, Star Wars adult drink. Put a bookmark in it. So I was all excited to make my Yoda drink, you know, and, and my green drink, if you will, so to speak, whatever. And I open up the geeky tiki with the uh, Grogu and and go to pour the drink in. And inside the cup, you can see it's 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 black. <laughs> I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's oh, so yeah. the the whole. <laughs> The whole fun of making this green drink is is completely lost because you just can't tell inside the mug. I'm <laughs> drinking it and I made it and I know, but I couldn't show it. To, you know, it just oh, it it, it, it failed miserably. <laughs> it was good. I liked it. <clears throat> it was an awesome. Was it like gift. a Dory sour but, that you made or something? <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yep. Just yeah. a, a, a it's a Yoda sour. <laughs> I just wished. I just. I mean. Oh, I wished it was, you know, wished it was white so that I could show off my green drink. I, I did that with uh, blue milk one time, and it, it was in a cup you couldn't see through. <laughs> it was kind of pointless. Well, you could, you could do that with my geeky tiki because it's a job of the hut. Is he white inside? He's white inside. Okay. Who knew? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm looking at my job of the hut one right now. It looks more like a planter than it does like an actual uh, something that you can drink out of, and it has a little salacious crumb that's like a little tiny shot glass. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the um, to state this point, yeah, it was a little bit tricky to drink out of just and yeah, I don't know no, how long it's gonna last because his ears are gonna, his ears are gonna eventually, but it was a, it was a, another cool Christmas gift, Ron. For the marionette, um, you should write the force on the little handle so he can be connected to the force all the time. Okay. So yeah, that the marionette in the chat, the picture that I post, to me looks a little more um, old Luke, but I, she knows I like Obi Wan, so that's I knew it's that's what she was going it's for. It's a bit more like Ben with a beard to me. That, I, mean, okay. I mean, no, I mean yeah. uh, not Ben. Help me out here, Uncle Owen. Uncle Owen, Uncle Owen yeah. with, with gray beard, yeah. I need I to get a better picture of, of um, the lightsaber hilt because my sister-in-law, the artist, is, is fantastic in making the marionette over there. And uh, her husband, his his task, he, he always makes sure that um, the lightsaber hilts are, are dead on accurate because she made me a, a, um, a Yoda years ago. And he, he his, his part of the project, he makes the lightsaber piece. So he, he went to great lengths to go to um, hardware stores and find all the right kind of little grommets and types of things to make this this very accurate Obi-Wan. And, and he tells the story that the sister-in-law was like, ah, don't worry about it, you're being too... He's like, no, no, <laughs> this is going to Uncle Ron. We've got to make sure this is spot on. So I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate his level, his attention to detail. Yeah, that costume Love was it. pretty accurate. Really hey, Ron, good. I, I have, Ron, I have this thing where um, even if I'm not going to buy it, whenever I go to the grocery store, I walk through the cereal aisle just to see if there's Star Wars cereal. Um, I do the same. And I'm always disappointed because I never find yep. any. So seeing that Frosted Flakes thing you posted. Um, that was apparently, um, that's in an Ollie's. Your mileage is going to vary. Yeah, there. we don't have Ollie's here. 
to the to the uh, discount type of store or whatever. But apparently that cereal was given out at celebration. The box of cereals mm-hmm. were given out at celebration or something like that. So I remember being a bit like, oh man, missed out on something. But then to see it blown out the discount store, there's there's uh, two sizes there. There's a regular box and a family size box. So bit of a neat food collectible that was found as well. It's still good from celebration. <laughs> um, <laughs> I really think the box is neat. Because okay. it's Star Wars. I did not partake in the cereal. I, I like Frosted can... Flakes, but the light side, dark side, I just, I, the chocolate, no, I just, I, just yeah, take it with no. you when you go to celebration next time and just eat it. Should have been a Hoff flavored Frosted Flakes, shouldn't it? Okay. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yep. We've got to move on. We've got to move on, anyway. Okay, Brian, your turn. Uh, it's my Star Wars in this past month. As, uh, for Christmas, I got a little B2 emo. Uh, Funko Pop, as I have a ton of those, So, which surprisingly the head bobbles, so I really enjoyed that one. Um, and I also, I know on the previous podcast I mentioned I probably wasn't going to buy the Convergence book, but I knew it wasn't going to appear, it, it wasn't appearing on my library, any of my apps that I used to get it, so I caved in and I found the book, so I bought Convergence. And I'm about three quarters of the way through it as of this morning, so um, the High Republic Convergence book. So I'm really enjoying it. So hopefully I'll be able to finish that here in the next uh, week. So other than that, just trying to watch. I only watched a couple episodes of Rebels. Uh, I can't say what I finished on, so I totally forgot. But, you know, that's pretty much my Star Wars. And Convergence is the main thing and just following along in the High Republic. Okay, very good. Uh, uh, now I'm trying to speak with a mouthful of mince pie. Okay, uh, Marie, you're next. Um, it's been pretty light on the Star Wars and actually I, um, I went back and I watched the sequel trilogy. I've, um, been sick for the last couple of weeks or I had been sick for the last couple of weeks because I came down with COVID right before Christmas. So I had a lot of time to sit and watch things. And one of the things I did was I watched the, uh, sequel trilogy and I just really enjoyed it this time around. I, I don't know. I was probably just bored out of my skull. Um, but I really, really like got to sit down and just watch it and enjoy it. Um, my Christmas was pretty light on the Star Wars, but I did get an Amazon exclusive uh, Grogu Funko Pop, which I will have to take a picture of it for you guys at some point um, or share my picture of it in any case. Um, but that's really it at this point. I did watch The Bad Batch, of course. Um, I watched it last night right before the storm hit and I ended up staying up till midnight and then woke up at four in the morning so here i am um other than that um i don't see any books that have grabbed my attention thus far but uh, one of these days something or or another will grab my attention and i'll probably read it um and that's really it for now okay just looking at the photo of your um jabba um cup cupping croats i would put that you're right, it looks like a flower pot, doesn't it? But uh... It really does. Look like a flower pot. <laughs> Are those I the ones you can get at the cantina, right? Nogas? Good. Um, this one was a Celebration exclusive, actually, uh-huh. from um, uh, the Celebration before, the Al- Anaheim Celebration before mm. last. So, like, 2017, maybe? I think? Uh, um, I don't remember. <laughs> I, 17, 18, whenever that la- that last one was before COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And then um, that was, I uh, actually went out of my way to order it from Celebration because I didn't go that year. Mm. 
bit like a special edition Jabba, where he's a bit more green. Um, yeah, he's a bit more greenish. He's like a he's got kind of like a yellow base, and he's greenish. So yeah, he's yellow on the inside actually. So my bad, but um, the point still stands. You could probably still see the green really well. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Right. Thank you very much, everybody. Are we moving on? Move along, move along. And we have got to go back in time a little bit here now to uh, have a uh, final say on Andor. Um... My name is Marva Karassi Andor. I'm honoured to stand before you. I'm honoured to be a daughter of Therix. An honour to be worthy of the stone. A stranger. I feel as if I can see you. Through the midst of time, we actually never got around to discussing the last three episodes, do we say? Oh, yeah, three. Yeah, last three. Three. Um, so we're going to have to. No more than four. No, never more, no more than three, yeah. Um, so we're going to have to have a. Uh, I haven't scripted this, uh, so why am I, were you, were you going to plan to... I have, uh, I have the episode recap up, if you want me ah, just to touch that real quick. Excellent, that's the spirit. Thank you very much. Yes, <laughs> go for it. Okay, so episode 10, if you remember, is the finale of the prison break. So by breaking a water pipe and flooding his work floor, Cassian disables the floor's security system, allowing work crews there to overpower the few guards and escape. Kino uses the prison's intercon system to encourage other floors to escape, and the rebellion sweeps through the entire prison. Despite his role in escape, Kino reveals that Tyr, he can't swim. Cassian swims with the other escapees and reaches land. Mon Mothma meets with Davo Skaldin, a shady businessman who offers to help finance her projects, but Mon refuses after Davo requests that Mon arrange a meeting between her daughter and his son, an initial step towards marriage in their Shindralian culture. ISB supervisor Lottie Jung, secretly a rebel informant, meets with Luthen and updates him on ISB activities. The two men reflect on how they are both trapped in their roles. And that was episode 10, One Way Out. So I gotta say, like, that, what a punch to the gut that was when Kino, which I've loved since the beginning, and his Never More Than 12 was probably the best whole scene in the entire series for me, just that one statement. And then it gets to the very end, and he's just like, I can't swim. And really, we have no idea what happened to him after that. You think he would have said something about that when they were planning this whole thing? Yeah. <laughs> Did they not know they were in the, like a big lake? That's what right. I was kind of wondering. I mean, unless they were pulled on with bags over their heads, I don't recall what Andor was able to see. Because he was shown coming to the prison planet, but I don't know if yeah. he got to look out the window type of thing. Yeah, my recollection was he... he tried but i don't think he could see very much they land at the landing platform and they're there like with the door open and the guy kind of points out about the floors and and shocked yeah. him and everything but if you didn't turn around to look you didn't we from our point of view as the audience saw that there was water behind them but the prisoners if they don't yeah. turn around to look at that open door they don't see it and even that then do they yeah. see, i don't even if they were to see that i don't think they would know that they're completely surrounded, surrounded by yeah. water um, 
but boy, I'd run back into the into the facility and find something that I think might float. Like a not door. That, not that not that there's going to be a lot in there that, that probably could float or whatever, but yeah, you, know, you just the fear factor of someone that just you know that has no idea. But it's a great line, a great tagline, a great way to deal with a character so that you don't have to, but could if you want him to come back later type of thing or whatever. It, it was it was very good. Yeah. Episode ten, that was the one with the you, you mentioned about the uh, rogue um, the rebel infiltrator that was working for the empire that comes that, the, this was the episode that had the two um, not mantras but speeches right you had Kino Loy's speech to the prisoners and then isn't that the one then at the end of the episode they have um, uh, um, they're meeting there in the elevator lift at the end of uh, he does have that speech with them where he's like well we're both yeah. traps we both have to do things to escape type of mm-hmm. things we're locked in these roles because he wants to get out. Lonnie's like, I don't want to do this anymore. It's getting too dangerous. And how he says they're going to discover the uh, other guy that works for him. I can't, the bigger dude. I forgot his name. And again, Luthan's just like, well, if he gets captured, he gets captured. The rebellion's going to live on. So it's showing that he, you know, his care is the rebellion, not the people. You know, his he wants to destroy the empire regardless of the cost type of thing. I did love yeah, the way it, that, it, that scene looked when they were talking there. It was like, I got uh, Empire Strikes Back kind of vibes from uh, them looking and walking in that stairway with the uh, elevator there. It was pretty cool. Yeah. It does impart a, a, a sort of right. The, the rebellion is now bigger than any one individual. There's no getting out. You don't want to do this anymore. It, it has to live. We all know it does. But yeah, how? How does it get to that point? And what sacrifices are made? Who's lost? Um to to get to a point where we can the good guys can attack Scarif can attack the Death Star. It was such a oh, it's just such a powerful speech in 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 showcasing you know what he has sacrificed or, or what he's done to get to this point, what he's orchestrated, what it, it kind of helped to sort of paint a much bigger picture as to what has has gone into all of this to get us this far. That right now your sacrifice has to has to be worth it now at this point there's no getting out yeah so and i think it was um what else oh the uh whole and this drove me crazy when it originally came out all these people were like rallying against mon mothma like she's selling her daughter off and even though it was revealed that it was her and drilling culture she adamantly said no i don't want to do this and she, and they were having the meeting with this guy and he when he offered well I would just like our kids to meet. I'm not scheduling a, you know, an arranged marriage, but they just need to meet. But she knew what it was going to lead to type of thing. And she's blatantly said pretty much, no, get out. But then I seen a whole bunch of people on the internet being like, well, she's trying to get, I was like, no, she's not like she yeah, stood her belief and said, get out. I agree. I didn't quite understand where that sort of vitriol came from in the internet in terms of the, did I miss something? She was, as soon as she realized yeah, she, what he suggested, about doing she it. was like, yeah, no chance. So, yeah. and I kind of missed too where the daughter was agreeable to it, you know, and, well, and but she, she doesn't, doesn't run away kicking and screaming, I guess. And that's in the next episode, maybe or whatever. So, Maybe that's where people are thinking that that's the case or whatever, but that the daughter is sort of getting sucked into that Shinjillian history, and 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 rightfully so. I could see she's sort of rebelling against her mom, who who kind of turned yeah, her, 
turn turned her nose to it. Um, she's getting into it um, for, for whatever reason. But to me, the way her daughter is um, taking to what, this arranged marriage, if you will, even though that's not what happened, that hurts even more the Monmouth. Uh, hurts not the right word, but it just makes her such that much more a tragic character. She, we've already seen so much in her, so so more because she didn't want that for her daughter. She wasn't going to do that for to her daughter. She, you know, as much as she wanted the brother, she didn't wasn't going to do that. But yet it's happening anyway. And so yeah. you know, it's just that much more of all oh, this poor lady, this poor character. She's got so much, uh, so Very many weights on her yeah. shoulder. It's just. Yeah, that one was just when her daughter was when you kind of find out her daughter's agreeable to it and she wanted no part of it. That one is just uh, really hits home. It's it's yeah, her very daughter's like her daughter's like rebelling against the nonconformity of her mom. <laughs> like, yeah. you know. She doesn't want yeah, any. She doesn't want that Cinderella culture, and she's like, "Well, now I do." And then the dad's <laughs> okay with it, so it's yeah. two against one, and she's just like, Gosh, "Don't they it. show her like in that room with the other girls that are all dressed the same and they're doing some kind of like?" Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember yeah. What that's where she realized she's getting into that culture or, or diving it's into in a cult. it. No. <laughs> yeah, it's like a religious ceremony or religion yeah. class or something. It sounds like it sounds yeah. almost like a, a CYC or whatever that was like the um, gosh, that after school Catholic school stuff. Yeah, religious history. Yeah, it did, it did seem like a Shindrillin religious history type of group meeting where they were going over the things. And yeah, so anyway, that that was a tough. A, a cool, tough thing to see a character go through, um, to know that's yet something else that's going to impact Mon Mothma and, and all that she has to deal with in season two. Looking forward to I her. Really and struggle. it has an interesting thing that you guys might not see, but I totally do because um, I am a daughter to a mother. And, um, you know, this is a mother that has broken mold so that her daughter doesn't have to do what she did. And that's, and she's just, you know, trying so hard to fit back into the mold. So I can imagine um, her pain as a, a, you know, just speaking as a, an actual female, uh, her pain at, at thinking, God, I did all this so that you wouldn't have to, and look what you're doing now. You're just going right back to, to what I was trying to get you to, uh, to, uh, you know, not follow in the first place but you just want to be a little conformist. Some girls just want to do what girls do. So um, it, it was interesting that in that aspect of it. Yeah. So anything else on uh, episode 10 then? Like I said, that the speech was powerful. Um, and I think that was the big part of it, that arc. Great, and I hope to see. I hope to see more Keenan, like like Ron said. He left him open. Exactly. It didn't more. end with him saying I can't swim, and it cut out. It went to the <laughs> other conversation. I had to yeah, it, it ended with a uh, Luthen and the guy talking mm. in the basement. There's also another one of those occasions which, when it irks me in TV and stuff, and then do Star Wars with TV when people jump from great heights into water and they're all okay. Um, you know, I keep getting told if you jump from heights that uh, you just like the further you jump from the more you end up jumping it's like falling, jumping onto concrete because the higher that you uh, you jump from but they all seem to be it seemed to be like it wasn't quite as high as i remembered it when they landed so i don't know maybe just, it's a, just don't belly flop yeah definitely don't want to do that no that's absolutely and obviously there's a lack there's a complete lack of, of life rafts but then as we know empire health and safety standards aren't what they used to be 
no. Um, so, uh, and you're hoping there's like no creatures in that water either. <laughs> exactly, it's got to be something. Yeah, there's, there's always a bigger fish. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yes. Okay. Um, next episode, whatever it was, episode uh, eleven. Eleven, daughters of Ferrix. So Marva dies. <clears throat> Excuse me, Marva just dies. So off screen prompting a funeral ceremony on Ferrix, which Deidre Mero encourages in the hopes that Andor will attend. Uh, Bell informs Clea about Marva's death and learns of Mon Mothma's reluctant plan to marry off her daughter to secure funding through Davos Golden. Mon's daughter, Leda, begins taking part in a group... Oh, it's this episode. In group gatherings focused on Chandrillian culture and traditions, much to the distress of Mon and Bell. Cyril Karn also learns about the funeral from his uh, old work buddy, his old boss, Linus. Saw Guerrera decides at the last moment to assist Krieger's attack on Spellhaus, but Luthen advises against it, revealing that the ISB know about the impending assault. While returning to Coruscant, Luthen escapes from an Imperial patrol, destroying several TIE fighters and a tractor beam with a bunch of crazy weapons. With help from... Caridinians, Dewey, and Freedy, I can't remember their names, Cassian and fellow prisoner Melshi are able to escape, oh, those are the two aliens, are able to escape from Narcon 5 and travel to Niemos to recover Cassian's belongings. After Cassian discovers that Marva has passed, Cassian and Melshi part ways, attending to publicly expose the Empire's unjust prison system. So on that one, um, I gotta say it was kind of surprising to see Melshi go. But it also makes sense. Yeah. He's he's like, well, we need to spread the word. And Cassian's like, I got to handle some personal business. And he's like, OK, well, I'll just meet up with you later. He didn't think it was that important. He was just like, we'll meet back up again, brother. You know, and they went the <laughs> other way. Yeah, I, I wonder who got who into uh, Mon's cell. Was it Melchi bringing Cassian into that cell or was it Cassian bringing Melchi? And, you know, because they both worked for Mon and Bale, I guess. Was it Mon and Bell? Yeah. It was mostly just Mon, right? That did what? Rogue One? In Rogue One. Oh, okay. Yeah, like who got uh, who into that rebel cell? But I, I guess most likely. Part ways for now. Yeah, I mean, they might be back up. If anything, it might be. Well, then again, uh, what is it? Cassian pretty much joins, spoiler for the last episode, joins Luthen, and most likely Melshi just goes out and meets other rebels and come up and they're like, hey, we're both on the internet. You know, we're both on here now. So. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's also Marva's death off screen. Again, there's a lot of interesting choices that if you look at it after the fact, it makes sense. So rather than deal with like this big, long, drawn out death, it's just yeah. like, oh yeah, she died of old age. She didn't sacrifice. She didn't do all this. She just passed away. Well, and it, you know, it left it like, a, I kept thinking that she was going to show up. Like if it was like some kind of ruse or something, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. That, or, you know, she never got to tell or Cassie never got to tell her that, oh, it was me type of thing, but that's really not his character yeah. either. So. There's all these expectations that kind of people have, but then after the fact, like after everything's calmed down, you're like, you know, that, that was a good decision, you know, just having her pass away and then her final moment being her big speech in the final yeah. episode. So this this was more of a return. I always figured that she knew that Andor was um, involved in a lot of other stuff anyway. And I got a feeling that she knew, but they just one of those things that one said between them. Yeah, this was more of a gathering episode. So they're putting everybody in place, putting the story back together. Uh, again, Saw Guerrero stuff was interesting because he's like, 
all right, I'm ready to fight. And again, Luthen's like, no, uh, we're just going to let everything pass. He almost said, you're more valuable than others. He didn't want to risk losing Saw. Yeah, because uh, that, that would have been like, I mean, whoever was going to go in there and help that other guy was going to just get taken out. So, you know, which I'm, did that happen in this episode? Or was that the next one when uh, they actually show all that stuff going on? I don't think no, it was this episode. It, it, yeah. it should have been this episode because yeah. the next episode was then. Um, when they showed the all... guy's face, just real quick, like or uh, as a hollow, the guy that they were trying to go out, that Krieger, what was his name? Uh, oh, yeah. Anto Krieger, right? Anto Krieger. Yeah, well, so... it can't be Saw because Saw's not going to get taken out. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, then, uh, Saw has returned. Then the awesome uh, Luthen shooting lasers out of his uh, ship. Oh, is that this one? Is that this yeah, one? Yeah, that was this one. Yeah. Wow, yeah. the most Star Wars thing to happen in this whole te- in this whole series. You freaking like I'm, I don't care about your tractor beam, <laughs> you know. Like, the- <laughs> yeah. Launch a shrapnel at it, which I think they were pretty surprised that they're like nobody does that anymore. Yeah, to, like it's all these old weapons that is, nobody uses or way of thinking. It's like oh they can't shoot at us, so he just throws shrapnel and it's brilliant. He throws a bunch of rocks at a tractor beam that sucks up all the rocks. Yeah, that, 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 who would have knew that you could do that? Like, why would you just shoot at the ship pulling you in? You know, but I guess they would have shields on. I don't know. Yeah, they didn't he wait till he got really close or something, and then released it. I think so. Did those things shoot at that ship, or did the tractor beam suck them in? I think the tractor beam sucked them in. Like he yeah, dumped. That's how that's I view it. Uh, that's kind of how I viewed it too. It does kind of look like they shoot out of there, but then I was like, well, but there's also some aspect of. Does it, will, would a tractor beam be its own detriment in that sense? Right. If you throw a bunch of shrap, shrapnel out, although let's see, I guess the, the ship is trying to pull away. So that's why the yeah. ship's not necessarily getting sucked in. Full, the shrapnel just gets full strength. Yeah. That was one of those yeah. things where like, I, I really wish they wouldn't have put this on the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Like what? I don't that, know. That so, laser thing was insane. Did we see the laser thing in the trailer. I remember seeing the ship. Ages. No, there was this TV spot that uh, Ron had uh, saw, and then like, yeah, I looked it up. I'm like, yeah, they totally showed it in the in the commercial. Like, but I mean, it was still cool regardless. It just wasn't a surprise. It was like the, that was a pretty good. I was waiting, yeah, waiting forever for it. Mm. <laughs> like waiting, when's the ship gonna? Yeah, I knew when he pulled up with the tie fighters. So I was like, oh, this is gonna this is gonna be it. But yeah, that was that was pretty cool. That ship just is all full of gadgets. So I much stuff in that ship. I just missed too much on the outside. I think isn't there? It's just too much going on. On the end of the design, on the outside of it? Yeah, on the outside, yeah. I mean, not, not that there's anything wrong with it, but it just like, looks like it's got horrible growths all over it or something, doesn't it? But yeah. It's all weapons. Yeah. <laughs> well, episode 11 is where we got a lot of, of Saul Guerrera, and I thought it was some great dialogue there between them, and, and again, talking about how the rebellion is bigger, that they were, um, Luthen was willing to sacrifice because of of the known... Um, where the Imperials knew about, potentially knew about it, they had to keep it, you know, they couldn't call it off. Saul wanted them to call it, you know, that sacrifice of of the other character's name, I'm drawing a blank on, damn it. Um, you know, just, it, it gets back to what we talked about previously about how this rebellion is growing larger than individuals or, or small pieces, whatever. It is fun to see the, the sort of Saul Guerrero, um, I don't want to say disdain, or, you know, his way of doing things versus the others and how that played out in Rogue One. And, and why they why they were so f- fractious in their rebellions efforts and how they wanted to handle things. But uh, I, I just remember the, that Saul piece being 
a good part of a, a good dialogue. Boy, it's been so far removed now. I can't remember it all, but just a good storyline, a good story thread to help tie this to the rebellion that I've heard people, I guess I'm trying to say, you know, people, oh, the Andor show, what do we care about Andor? And that's the name of the show. It could have been named so many other things, perhaps in terms of spark of the rebellion, birth of a rebellion, whatever, some weird stuff, whatever. Yeah. But while it's, it's about Andor and it's, it's, it's not about Andor, but it's about Andor's way into the rebellion that I appreciate these completely de- scenes that are, have nothing to do with Andor, if you will, so to speak, that scene with Saul and Luther just all that was all about the rebellion and, and nothing to do with Andor, but you know, he, he will eventually get sucked into the fold of the rebellion that, that's growing and it's becoming, becoming a thing that was very well done, I guess I should say. Yeah, I was, I was thinking it was named for Marva Andor, so it's kind of like both of their stories, you know. So, well, I mean, it's like all the side characters that are stealing it too. Like I'm watching yeah. it for really for Mon and uh, Lutha. I mean, the, what yeah. they're doing to build the rebellion and how they butt heads is just amazing to me. Then they had that whole episode with Mando and Grogu showing up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, so what was the next one? That was the finale, right? The uh, Rick's Road. As they say, penultimate issue. That was Daughter of Ferrix. Yeah, that was Daughter of Ferrix. Then the finale is uh, Rick's Road. So anything else? Again, 11 was more of a, a gathering and recentering type of thing. So anybody else have anything in 11? Okay. Oh, oh, real quick. The two aliens. Uh, I did oh, like yeah. them. They were very, very alien. They're like alien brothers or whatever, which... I didn't even know they were the same species until people were pointing it out, but in their weird uh, spider web nep type thing. So that was a, it was good to see very alien aliens inside the episodes. So I thought they were pretty neat. Yeah. I thought they weren't going to help them and then they ended up being nice. So, yeah. yeah. Me too. I was like, Oh man, just bad luck. They're and then they eat them or something. They were, they were quite, <laughs> quite comedy com- from what I remember, a bit like comedy aliens a bit, weren't they? A bit, uh, from what I remember. They were comic relief, yeah. Yeah, they were. It didn't really quite fit in with not the seriousness of the of the show so far, but it was it was alright. It was brief. They like Ricky said, it kind of made you fear like, oh man, they're gonna turn him in, and they're just like, nah, get him out of here. We don't like the Empire. So cool. yeah. were they fishing? I'm trying to remember, were they fishing? Not what they're doing? Like, like they were scrapyard. Or... No, yeah, it, it seemed like yeah. they were. Yeah, but there's not much to catch because the Empire's basically like ruined the ecosystem oh yeah uh, it's just like just like fishing generally then isn't it yeah, <laughs> not, yeah. Not sitting around and uh, yeah fair enough all right so episode 12 rick's road so cassian returns to ferrix for marva's funeral and learns of bix's uh, his friend his female friend bix's imprisonment Repeat listenings that cause the most damage are we ready let's get on with it Dedra Miro and the local Imperial garrison prepare to use the funeral to capture Andor for questioning regarding Axis, while Luthen plans, with Vel and Sinta's assistance, to kill Cassian using the Imperial ambush as cover. The ISB succeed in stopping Krieger's attack, off screen, 
but leave no prisoners angering Nero, because I think it was something like dead men tell no tales type of stuff. Mothma's 13-year-old daughter. Oh, I thought she was older than that. Wow. <clears throat> 13-year-old daughter, Lita, is introduced to Davil Skaldron's 14-year-old son. During the funeral, B2 Emo displays a recording of Marva, who rallies the populace to, fi- to fight the Empire, creating a riot in the main quarter. During the confusion, Cassian rescues Bix, while Sarah Karn saves Miro from being attacked, uh, shipping there. Meeting with B2 Emo, Brasso, and several others in the shipyard, Cassian convinces them to take Bix somewhere safe from Ferrix. Moved by the rebellion of Ferrix, Luthen returns to his ship while Cassian is waiting. Knowing that Luthen is there to assassinate him, Cassian offers Luthen the choice to either kill him or take him in, to which Luthen smiles. And then the post credit scene, droids assemble the machinery produced by the Narkian Five Prisoners and the firing dish of, shockingly, the Death Star. That's no moon. It's a space station. Dun, so, dun, an after credit scene in Star Wars. Death Star. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's a, a very, very powerful episode. And he helped build the thing that killed him. <laughs> yeah. Just... So, and I know I was the one that was like, oh, they're just kind of building nothing. Just because <laughs> building the Death Star was yeah. relatively obvious. Like, it's like, well, yeah, he's, they're obviously building. I, I think I actually pointed at the screen and said, ah, right, it's wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I wanted to do something weird, but it's like building the Death Star. I'm like, well, it's, it's obvious what they're building. Yeah. And I've seen people say the focusing lens, and I was like, it makes perfect sense, but I just want to do something wild here. So. Oh, you know, Death Star, easily predicted by lots of people, but it, was, it makes sense. I mean, like you said, it's free labor. You're going to build the biggest battleship yeah. in history. You might as well do it like that. So, But yeah, it's a surprise there is an after credit scene in Star Wars. Mm. So it's not something they do. I, I wish that in this episode they would have shown, it seemed like from the last one, um, Mon Mothma's, um, you know, position on her daughter getting introduced. Like, they never showed her agreeing to it. Like, with the guy that just basically showed her meeting the boy. Yeah. This episode is really set up just for the directly next episode type of thing. Like yeah. to continue on almost like nothing again, they might do a year jump because the next season is a gap of four years. So they might yeah. jump ahead a year and you know, the daughter be off doing something else. So I have no well, idea to the internet's point, And like you say, this episode just shows her introducing her to him, but for those of us that were watching Mon or whatever, I think if if Mon went to her daughter and said, "I want you to meet this boy," she'd be like, "No, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to." So that's where I kind of took it that the daughter was ag- agreeable to it because it's the Shindrillan ways and going against her mom and her, her, you know, her mom not wanting that to happen, but okay with her daughter's actions this time because she needs it to happen because Davos Scaldron wants that meeting in order to bail her out. So it just, it's just one of those things. It, it didn't need much more exposition, but how some people are interpreting what transpired in off scene, off camera, if you will, versus others is, is an interesting take on that situation of, of did Mon do that to her daughter or did her daughter agree to it i guess she had the husband mon has to mon had to set up the meeting or otherwise say yeah let this let this boy come over so she had to know about it yeah i don't know that's that's a i'm not quite sure how this yeah how the setup happened how that right how that wants to work out 
So we have to touch on Marva's speech. You know, that was uh, they gave her four minutes just to say what she wanted to say. And that's the good thing about these type of shows, about streaming shows. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to give a four minute speech to somebody in Star Wars where they like rally the crew type of thing. It's just going to be, you know. Yeah, they didn't even do that with Jen on Rogue One. (laughs) Did she talk for four minutes or was it inner? Her speech was from beginning to end intercut with stuff that it it, it took up four minutes of showtime. Now, I watched the clip this morning before the before we started recording, and it was it was a four minute and 14 second clip of just her. Wow. All on screen, only her. Just maybe panning between other people, no cutaways. It was just her speech. But yeah, like, like Jin's had a speech here and there, were a lot of things. But that was like a, you know, maybe two minutes. This was four minutes of like my story. I regret everything that I've done, and if I had another chance, then I'd fight. And then it was like fight the Empire, and then it just blows up. And that again, I've always wanted from this from this show is that the rise up. And, you know, the rise up of the rebellion while the Empire squeezes more and more. And you have this amazing scene of all these colorfully dressed citizens and then against this garrison, facing this garrison of troops. And then this, you know, huge image of Marva there just telling everyone to fight. And then her friend smacks him with her brick. With her brick, <laughs> which yeah, I was like, the poetry yes. of that. Yeah, yeah she that still was got great. to fight. So just... A beautiful scene, beautiful writing from front to back, beautiful acting. That's what's so powerful about this. It's just the real feeling that you get from fighting against an oppressive government. And it's great. So it's a great speech, I think, by Marva. Poor B2 Emo. That was so He got flipped over and everyone's like, No, you don't you don't touch B2. And then that's when everything broke out and they like kicked him in the chest. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, this is Sparta type of type of launching off point. The, the the beauty of episode eleven was was the culmination aspect of it. That we watched this series for the what previous ten episodes, obviously, you know, all these sort of disparate storylines, threads, and everything all come and culminate there on Ferrix at that point. Uh, Andor's there, Deidre's there, Luthen's there, you know, everything is there. Like I said, it's just a testament to the beautiful writing and the storytelling aspect of, 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 of what they did here to sort of tell Andor's story, but to tie it into the, the birth of the rebellion or how the rebellion, like I said, um, um, how people were fighting against this empire as it squeezes more and more people are getting frustrated more and more to where the point to where they do fight and, 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 and push back against it, that there was the, the intrigue, the one character tries to sell out and, or tries to find out. Um, it, it was the friend, it was the guy that I think shook down Andor in the very first episode, like, where's oh, my yeah, money yeah. and had the muscle muscle behind yeah. him. And Andor's like, well, what are you working for him now? You know, that character was the one that ends up finding out he's coming to town or whatever and, and takes it to the empire. And I think he ends up getting, he gets he end up, up getting, yeah. yeah, doesn't he get killed or something? You know, they, they use him for his info and, and, and move on that, that type of sacrifice, that type of character story but the culmination aspect of episode 11 was so well done all the threads mons um tension and all that stuff yeah 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 that tension just so beautifully well done to the point of right you had that line of either kill me or take me in 
that yeah. that was a great way for that character to get back into the fold and to be seen as valuable, to be seen as useful. And and, you know, started out wanting to having to get rid of him because he was a liability and an asset and realizing that, no, he is a very the reason why he went after him in the first place, because he was very resourceful, useful and valuable uh, to the cause, if you will. Yeah. You had that, that guy um, turning on on Cassian and like uh, going to the Emperor. Then you had him like show up to like, I think it was like a restaurant or something. I don't know what it was, but that kitchen, then he goes in there and meets that other guy. And he totally thought that guy was going to flip on him too, but he's like, no, like go this way. You know, he had a lot of people helping him, which was cool. Cause like, um, uh, it just showed that even though he did all this other weird stuff and people kind of didn't respect him, they still like liked him and he still had friends and connections there, which was, uh, and it might've been cause his mom, you know, but, but it was, yeah. just, uh, you know, good to Cut see that he, together. He was likable. He was liked by the people there, and that's why they wanted to help, and that's why they kind of got it, you know, rallied together. But um, yeah, I want to know more about the daughters of Ferrix thing. Like, was there, like, how long were they there, and was there another rebellion they fought, or like, you know, it's kind of. Uh, I think there's a lot of history to go back on that. Maybe it's like the red hat, red hats. Yeah. Side. Yeah, <laughs> just help them. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't take them as, as as a group that fought or fought rebellions or fought again. It was just like you're right. It was a, it, it was like that. It was like a red hat society. It was just a uh, those that kept the history or kept things alive, just kept things going. Charity work. Yeah, respectable yeah, members of the public. And yeah, it seems like a charitable organization, like a almost like a sewing circle or something. <laughs> this is the episode, Mon plays her driver so to speak right does she accuse isn't this is the one that has the speech about the about your gambling that she sets up where her money problems are because she she right she thinks her driver is a spy and and they have a conversation or something or whatever so that he takes that back not that she knows he's going to but if if he's truly a spy, she lays the groundwork. Again, it just speaks to the, the the beauty of this character and how well written she is. She's got the for, got the sense to do this sort of thing, have this sort of conversation to accuse her husband of the gambling or whatever, and that's where the money's going. So that he takes the driver, then takes that back, and and they don't look into it as much, or the money that comes in. They, they, there's an explanation for it, so to speak, if you will. If that guy's yeah. truly. We all know he's a. We end up knowing he's a spy, right? But she she suspects it. I don't think she knows it, right? Well, they said it in the, like the first two episodes, where it's like the Empire's watching every move that I yeah. make. She just yeah, assumes that he reports back. She just assumes, right? She just assumes, but she's actually correct in that. And what's even funnier about that is that the more you know, the more that that um, what's his face Perrin tries to deny it, the more it's going to seem like it's actually happening. That's that's the actual explanation for where this money is going. See, and I was wondering yeah, if that was has... actually a thing, though. Did did he actually have gambling debts, and he knew he was in trouble? It's, I don't know. No, because because this is this is the one that has the line where he's like, somebody's her husband says clearly someone's lying to you, and she's like, yeah, on that we can agree, uh, because she's. <laughs> He's truly trying to be truthful in terms of saying, I haven't been gambling. He's honestly saying someone's lying to you about these gambling debts. But to Marie's point that the more he's pushing back against it and saying, no, it's well, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. It's it's really sort of solidifying it in the driver's mind, in the driver's yeah. ear that 
she's really calling him out, you know, that there's really some strife about this gambling thing because he's adamant about it. Wasn't me. No, somebody's lying to you. Uh, yeah. I didn't do it. Wasn't there. Nobody saw me do it. Can't prove anything. And she's like, no, uh, yeah, somebody's lying to me. All right. On that, we can agree type of line that, yeah, to Marie's point that it really sort of solidifies that in there. Again, it just it speaks to the to the great story and the, and the, and the beautiful writing of, of Andor that it's a we've seen all season. Act. As far oh, yeah. as um, as far as that's concerned, um, you know, to to the uh, as far as the empire is concerned is is what I'm trying to say because because um, that way you know the more he fights against it, the more the imperial uh, agents that are looking at this are going, oh yeah, he's he's the cause of that, and and you know they might not look any further into it. But although uh, that kind of I don't know, Deborah's kind of a smart cookie. <laughs> she might piece things. Does together. it get to her? That guy did. So. Yeah, that guy did. I don't know because um, he's an imperial agent, so I don't know if it, if he's working with the ISB or whoever he's working with. But I would assume that he's working with ISB. He's a plant. That it's a meme picture. It's uh, from Sunny in Philadelphia. It's um, where he's acting all crazy, and there's the string board behind him with all these threads and connections, and this point and that point, and you know all this this crazy theory. Is there any thread between Mon Mothma and Deidre Miro? Right, Deidre doesn't have any any thoughts and knowledge about, about or Mon. concerns with about Mon. Right, that's a different area, at, a different yeah. level. At this, point, at, at at this point, point, right? At this point, there's no threat. If you're watching her, you can to. assume that it's ISB that's got an eye on her. Yeah, well, she it's totally cool. fell apart too. The way uh, what's his name, Cyril, did in the first episode, <laughs> like you know, getting her boots on the ground. Oh, during the battle, yeah, she got whooped. Yeah, yeah she was oh, just yes. like overwhelmed, didn't know if she was like, you know, over in over her head with that whole thing. Which it was a really cliche um, that yeah, he yeah, came exactly. and picked her up, and then they had their little. Oh. I was like, yeah. why? <laughs> like, this why? is like the this is like the ship that you love to hate, and you want to see it sink. Oh yeah, like she would have been a little stronger and had some stuff more. I don't know. It was just it was just yeah, kind of like, to hold her own. She got yeah. like one brick to the face and she was down and then got blown. Up. I was like, dang man, Cyril swoops in and <laughs> lovingly embraces her. And they're like all close. And I was like, kiss they're blowing in the wind like, and on the horse. Like, yeah, it's crazy. It was a bit awkward, not awkward. It was awkward, but it was also a bit off for the series for everything else that we've seen in all of this for right for her to be so, um, weak in that moment, frail, scared in that moment. Let's say to to her to to have that being shown on her face, and then for him to find in that crowd and that sea of people and melee that's going on in the mosh pit of craziness that was happening there at Rick's Road, and he is able to find her, scoop her up, grab a weapon, and 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 rescue her out of there it was very. He oh, was, was also. Just, Different. Only watching her the old time. Remember, yeah, he was, yeah we'll, that's true. We'll, we'll have her to figure out how. We'll have to see how this plays out because I'm looking at it going, oh, you know, if it's me, I'm going, oh God, he stopped me all this way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think it'll be a relationship, but yeah, they'll definitely. I think they'll be closer now, type of thing. Willing to work with him, maybe. Do you think they're both still going to stay on the Empire side, or you think she's going to switch? I don't know about that. Um, she seems a little bit too hardcore. I think Cyril is is the easier one to. to but they might possibly. throw her away. They threw like the way they threw him away. You know. Because yeah, it's she, true. 
she wasn't supposed to even be there, you know, and then all yeah, this and she, madness happened. And then and, she botched the whole thing because, yeah. you know, it, the whole point of, of them is to keep things quiet and keep things on the low. And she didn't do that. She kind of failed to it, do that. Having them having them join the rebellion, though, would seem kind of uh, it seemed weird to me. Having them kind of turn good just because. I, I I agree with you, Marie, that it's like they're definitely gonna be mad that this failed. She might get punished or something, but then to be like, Well, I'm joining the rebellion. It's well, like they might both yeah, go rogue and no. hunt Luthan, so you know. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. Long as they're still like the villains of the show type of thing. You know, it's even if they go rogue and they're not involved with it and they get involved with something else, they that's still fine. want their revenge. Yeah. 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 I don't mind having a heel face turn, but make it number one, make it believable, and number two, um, don't do it with Dedra. Just don't. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't want them to be faces. No, yeah, keep them, keep it bad. Even if they're without, even if they're not in the Empire. Maybe season season two is okay. going to start off with them like sitting down, and he has a bowl of cereal, and he gives her an extra spoon. <laughs> That's love. Oh god. <laughs> At one point in time, I had a I had a theory about Cyril being being able to go to the rebellion because he was so mad at how they treated him. I don't remember what it was now, but now at this point, he's so far in the way he's, how did Cyril, oh, a friend, no, the the captain told, called him at home and told him that the mom had died and say, how did Cyril end up there? But yeah, somebody yeah, called they, him. Yeah. The guy that was loyal, yeah, the guy that was loyal to him called him from somewhere to let him know he died. So yeah, he ends up there, just happens upon seeing Deirdre and, and watching the whole thing. To transpire, yeah, that I think he's too serial, too by the rules and wanting um, justice to take place for the two well, people that were murdered that by guy, Andor. That that guy stays there, that. right? At the end, they kind of show him just still sitting there, and everything's done, and he's kind of just like, you know, boss. Linus. He's looking at like a no, shot. He was his boss. He was his boss. That was his like. No, the guy that called Cyril. That was like his old boss when he was in the military thing. Or no, not, he was the his no, commander. He, yeah, he was. He was like the the guy that led the troops when when it yeah, was he's time like, yes, to sir. go to. Yeah. yeah, he was. That was a great speech, sir. You know, he's he was like a yeah, sergeant, exactly. the, the command of the troops. He was that guy. Did he end up going with him to Ferrix? Those two were on. Ferrix? Yeah, he was. He was sitting okay. there at the end, like uh, was there with him. Yeah, after he was, everything was all blown up around him. He just kind of sitting there against the wall, looking around, like. Well, again, they, they fail, you know, um, another failure of the Empire, of, of their side, if you will. Yeah. They're, they're not truly on that side, but th- they see the rebellious type people won again, won again fought, up, fought up and won again. Yeah. Yeah, and we there? got to see the return of the timekeeper. The big, <laughs> hammer. <laughs> big hammer dude. One of my favorite guys, oh, man. When they were going to attack that guy, I was like, no. <laughs> Like yeah that. right that was that was that was a bit of a moment i do remember that ricky was like yeah go take that guy out it's like oh man that's not gonna go over well no don't don't do <laughs> didn't, that no and didn't that guy give the the 300 kick to the chest yeah i think so yeah timekeeper doesn't yeah. timekeeper yeah. give the stormtrooper <laughs> yeah. this is this is this, this is for marta uh, marva and and kicks him in the chest he i just was so yeah. glad they didn't take him out i was so yeah. glad that he he was like oh hell no and he rung that guy's bell. Ah, ah, ah. Can't wait for that cosplay. <laughs> they might not let you in with a well, giant hammer to celebrate. Well, it'd be fun with it, but if you're going to cosplay, you got to walk around with like the SNL skit. Um, D and a, you've got to have that big, big um, 
Phil. <laughs> the big in front of you. you. You know, that has to walk around with you in front of you. You can't just be the guy dressed with holding two hammers. I'm not going <laughs> to know who you are. But if you walk around and have some sort of apparatus that has that big giant stone walk around in front of you so that you can hammer on it. Yeah, that's the cosplay right there. It's the time uh, it's the time for a person who plays the xylophone to shine. <laughs> my time to shine so but yeah i think that's uh episode 12 like i said it cut off it's i was kind of surprised to see a lot of people like here's what i really wish they'd make a season two and it's like no that this was always planned to be a two-season yeah. thing they didn't make this cliffhangers hoping to get a second season so this definitely feels like one long story because it didn't really feel like a end season uh type of ending with cliffhangers i'm watching a lot of lost right now so those are crazy cliffhangers this just seemed like a regular episode cliffhanger so was, i'm, I'm but, thinking season uh, two is going to have a lot of flash forwards and flash sideways and <laughs> i'd love to see there, that, to there's see some that. huge sorry Stephen, go ahead let's go i'd love to see them at some point put these together join some of the episodes ahead and make them into the free episode arcs or join the whole thing together into one big feature length episode because for me, that you know, you've got six or seven minutes of credits at the end of each episode. Got that long opening credit um, yeah. thing. I could just, it just, I think for a rewatch, it just, well, we, for a rewatch, it'd be on easy. You can just flick straight onto the next episode. But yeah, I you think, can just skip the intro. Or, or, I think it would be nice if they just joined, join some of them together a bit. But I don't think that will happen. It'd probably be on YouTube already. But uh, I, I hope season two goes back to explore his uh, sister and all that stuff because that just seemed like it was a loose end. Oh, that's not happening. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Season season so, two, they've already talked about how it's going to jump around. That it's not back. going to be. It's not going to be jump as linear jump. as season yeah. one was. It's going to, like season one was, uh, what eleven episodes over the span of one year, and season two is going to be eleven episodes over the span of 12. four. The next four 12. years or twelve episodes 12. over the next n- next four years that. Um, Ryan had talked about how the season didn't really necessarily end in a cliffhanger. I think that's the beauty of them committing to early on to you have two se- or that it's going to be two seasons that that the director, yeah. you know, that they had a story to tell. And he said, well, I want to tell it this way in season one, 12 episodes over the course of one year. And then in season two, we'll tell use 12 episodes over the course of four years and lead up to that point that they knew from where they were going or in, instead of the having to build a season. Oh, are we going to get renewed for another season? Oh, yeah. Now we can have these, you know, off. Uh, what do they call them? Um, episode filler episodes, you know, and then ones that actually count towards the big giant overarching story. While, while I like that, because then we get 22 episodes or whatever we're watching. There's also this aspect of it. It's it's nicely wrapped up. It can be written to that filmed to that mindset and you don't have to cut anything you can have a four a minute four and a half minute speech you know it just it's it, it really helps the storytelling that they're going for to be so fleshed out and season one kind of ends and doesn't have a cliffhanger you know it doesn't have to have a cliffhanger i want season two because i want more story not to know how the the cliffhanger ends we know where this ultimately ends up so just looking forward to whenever season two drops because i know we get more fantastic story yeah so this was the episode with a band wasn't it this was the episode with a very in-universe yeah. <laughs> um funeral instrument funeral march oh, yeah, yeah. instruments yeah mm-hmm. it's very uh, odd um that they tried to make them look 
different or they tried i just remember a weird trumpety looking thing that very much looked like a trumpet that just of one had flute, doodads on it flutes. yeah just well okay well, they're dr seuss instruments <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> uh, I mean look at it what is it the uh the jizz whalers or whatever they are they play pretty much the oboe i mean that's what they're playing in mm. java's palace he's just playing an oboe so oh, Touché, i guess what's more more weird about this or what was more real world was the marching band aspect because right yeah in 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 java's palace they are playing some very sort of they're not super alien looking instruments in that sense whatever but that the, these guys are marching and playing drums uh to some, you know it, it just but that's the best they could do um i don't really fault them for it in any sense it, it is what it is that instruments and a funeral march is a funeral march even in yeah. far far away a long long time ago so where would uh, everyone rank Andor amongst the streaming, just the streaming shows so far? So, you know, Book of Boba Fett, Kenobi, Mandalorian, and Andor. So where would this one's fall on everyone's list? I still put it at the bottom. <laughs> wow. Uh, it's wow. Banana. Yeah. Ouch. Streaming TV. What? Streaming. What? Are we talking about Bad Batch as well in this? And, no, no uh, Bad Batch. Just live action probably. So that's only so, we've got two of them. Mando and... Book of Boba, Book of, Book of Boba Fett, Kenobi, and/or Mandalorian. How would you put those? Uh, good grief! I don't like to rate. I thought we had this conversation the other time. So you don't like to rate things. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big uh, fan of rating either, and because on what on what context and story, or just or you know, cinematography. There's so many content, so many things to 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 rate it on. And while I just said I don't like to rate, I'm going to give a rating in a sense of Mm. I found Andor, I, I, my surprise, let's say this, my surprise at Ricky going, oh, I put it at the bottom, you know, just unequivocally, very quickly going, oh, I put it at my bottom. is just like, wait, wh- wow, why? Because this Andor had so much more impact to this, the Star Wars story as we know it and love it and have been talking about it for 40 plus years now, you know, that Andor, and Kenobi has it too, but it's 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 a little bit more narrowly focused, I guess. Or we knew so much about that that it was uh, Kenobi's kind of shoehorning a story that exists because we saw it and it's now part of it. But we weren't questioning a lot of what transpired there for Kenobi while he was, you know, while Luke was growing up. We, I guess we did wonder about it, but not like Andor really helps to fill in. I don't know that we had questions, but, but it, it helps though? to fill in the backstory. Oh, I mean, we all know the rebellion. Way more than Mando and way more than Book of Boba Fett. Those are just, those, to me, my take, those are just fanboy diving into stories about characters and making. What did Mando, what does Mando contribute and what does Book of Boba Fett contribute to the overall Star Wars story? I mean, it does. So that's, oh, you're progressing the, you know, the characters that you want to see that. You, I mean, I'm, I'm purely from an entertainment standpoint. That's why I put it at the bottom. I think I rank it like Kenobi, Mando, yeah. Boba yeah. Fett, and then Andor. Just from rewatchability. Um, and good. then aspects of Star Wars in it. Well, yeah. 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 I think it's, to me, to me, cinematography, whatever it is. In terms of characters and dialogue and stuff, it's right up there. But it's a bit like Shinda's List. I thought that was the best one of the best movies I've ever seen. Very emotional, very well acted, fantastic, absolutely fantastic. I'm in a rush to watch it again. No, um, I've yeah. seen it again since I've watched it. So, um, but I can't deny that 
well, no, I did watch it. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. But I, if it comes to what am I going to watch, put on and rewatch again anytime soon, it's probably more likely, actually, it's probably more likely it's going to be Manda and Boba Fett. Actually, we really do need to rewatch them again. Um, I should say I'm not I'm not so raw raw with uh, Rogue One either. So I yeah, think I'm same, I'm same like more me, of a fantasy kind of. I have, uh, have rewatched it several times. Yeah, Rogue One's probably my third favorite overall Star Wars film. I love Rogue One. Same here. But Rogue One, I definitely agree, brings a lot to Star Wars universe. I mean, Andor, I don't, I, I can't agree with Ricky. I don't think if we haven't, if we haven't had Andor, would we have missed out on a lot of background yeah. in the show? No, I don't think we would have. Whereas, what about Mon- no, it was, stuff? The, mon- to make the monologue, I was talking about what we it can't do going on at that time. It I mean, succeeded and, in adding information that really we didn't know that we need it, but we're happy to have. The Mon Mothma stuff. That is true. I think yeah, Mando, out of all them, adds a lot as most of the universe, because it's actually continuing on from where we finished off in yeah, some ways. It's Luke adding stuff, stuff that yeah. we don't know what's going on in, in that sequel Trinity-ish coming, coming up era in between the OT and the SDs. It's actually adding some, we have no idea so much what's going on. So I think um, in terms of adding to the Star Wars I think Mando does probably the, the biggest. Hey, well, it's adding, season two, so it's I adding content. I, I, I agree, but it's adding content. It's not doing anything to expand um, I think everything the Star kind of Wars story. Like you kind of knew where it was going from the beginning. Like I don't know. I, I wasn't surprised by anything in Andor, I guess I'm saying. Like it was, I knew that they were you gonna knew try to catch went him through all end. this strife and and peril and and no no we did it we did it and and had to deal with so much uh, yeah I don't, I don't know that i could add so no, much into this and it's and it speaks to the to the the rebellious uh, nature of all these various different planets as ryan says and and dealing with the empire we knew something had to happen in order for it to build a rebellion but like rogue one taught us it wasn't a well-formed well agreed upon rebellion if it you know if it wasn't for Rogue One, those fighters going rogue, they were going to disband and be scattered yeah. to the wind of, we can't fight this. So, well, like Rebels, you had them fighting against on Rebels, too. So, like, they disagreeing. Andor got more rewatchability out of me uh, immediately. There was so much to it, so much going on that I ended up watching, watching it. Um, not back to back, but soon, soon after my first viewing, I had a second viewing to take it all in again, way more than I did with Book of Boba Fett and way more than I did with uh, Mando. Um, I got maybe the, the second thing, because there was so much to dig into there. I felt like, um, I mean, yeah, it's we know what's supposed to happen. We we know what to expect, but it was it's a it's a more of um how would I say it like maybe laying out the chess pieces as to how we get to the point where we are in Rogue One and Star Wars. Yeah. Like to see how it unfolds. Things yeah, you didn't know. When you look at the originals, you're like, oh, the rebellion rises up and blows up the empire. It's like, no, there's so many more steps. And rebels include it. Bad batches even include it. Yes. Right. And just Andor's joining that prequel live action story now. So I, I firmly put Andor at number two. I don't think anything's going to beat Mandalorian just because it really is a, uh, a yeah. video like show. It's it's quick. It has cliffhangers. It has crazy action. It has cool characters. So it's, That's you funny. know, Andor, yeah. Andor, it's very powerful. And it's just everything. I'm just like, I'm shocked watching Mon Mothma. I'm glued to the screen with Luthen, you know, Skarsgård. It's I love seeing the story unfold. 
type of I thing. Think he was like the best yeah. character on on that show, Luthen. Like I want to know more about Luthen. You know. Yep. Oh yeah. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big prestige TV, um, you know, junkie. Must must watch certain things. You know, like I'm not big on Game of Thrones, but there are there are certain things that that are like must watches for me. And this was um this was just quick enough and digestible enough that I could commit to it. Yeah. I don't like. So well, now, Ryan, you. You said something. Ever. You said something there that, that that spoke to why it was tough to rank because to to say how Mandalore was video game like and action packed and and lots of eye candy, lots of see whatever. Well, it's because it can. It can. It's 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 that director playing with his toys in his toy box and having fun mm-hmm. with his character and all. You know, so it, to me, that's where I have a problem trying to rate them because they're two different types of stories that yeah. Andor can't have all of that type of action. The story that it's trying to tell just doesn't lend itself. It's tough to compare the two when you get to that type of type of comparison. Cinematography, I think, is 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 a bit unfair because of COVID. COVID sort of hamstrung Kenobi a little bit in what they could do and where they could go and 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 yeah. big scenes with lots of people and all that sort of stuff that that Andor didn't seem. Yeah. yeah, they yeah. they. they 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 get an asterisk because of that, if you will, to some extent. It's it's tough to tough to compare them like that. What I say about any Star Wars list, when somebody's like, oh well, you know, I, you know, I find every list I find, Solo's always at the bottom. Solo's at the bottom. Well, something has to be if you're going to rate and have a list. Yeah, exactly. Something, something has, has to, be, to be at the list. Some Star yeah. Wars movie has to be the one that makes the smallest amount of money compared to all the other ones. So, you know, that's never a fair metric to say, well, look, yeah. it was bad because it didn't make as much as money as all the so others. Yeah, I think all the Star Wars stuff, like the one on the bottom is like a bajillion times better than Dune to me or something like that, you know? I always start with and that. Yeah. It's like, people. just because just it's on the bottom doesn't mean it's bad. Doesn't mean I didn't like it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We're only doing Star right. Wars. It's at the bottom so. of this particular list, but take it as a whole of like all the movies that came out in, what did, um, when did Solo come out? Like 2019 or 2020 or whatever? After Last Jedi. Oh, I, I, I'll Last take Jedi. rewatching Andor a million times over watching Top Gun again. <laughs> watching Maverick. <laughs> I enjoyed Top, Top Gun, Gun. Maverick no. or Top Gun, Top Gun, because Top either Gun, one, Top Gun. Those are, <laughs> anything those are with Tom Cruise. Both of them are good. Well, well yeah. I guess yeah. we can't, can't get too though. we can't get too off course. So I guess I guess now we see why we don't rank them. Um, yeah. So. yeah, and that <laughs> is and that's officially the last time that we uh, we uh, yeah, thanks a lot, rank anything, and that's one's fault. One's got I, a yellow card. Just, <laughs> bring it up. I will bring it up at Skeleton Crew and probably with Ahsoka too. So speaking of Skeleton Crew. There was a um a thing I was watching on TV. They showed like a commercial for Disney Plus in 2023. Yeah, they had a clip of Skeleton Crew in there with Jude Law. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, it was like really one, brief. They had one image yeah. of Jude Law. One image, yeah. Hmm. He like turns and looks at the camera or something. Yeah, I was, I was like, whoa, so that's I it's seen confirmed that. that it's live action. That's yes. about <laughs> and Jude Law's in it. <laughs> okay, folks. I've got to move the conversation along, or we're never going to get anywhere. Um, so, um, Bad Batch. We've had a, a couple episodes of them um, out this week, a double episode, um, which is hardly worth classing as two separate episodes. In fact, it's got the most awkward ending to the first episode, I think, ever. It just, just seemed to stop. So we'll have a, a we'll try not to spend 
much more than 10 minutes on this. Otherwise, you guys will be exhausted when it comes to my rather cryptic and uh, difficult, tricky Star Wars quiz. Um, so, this <laughs> new what for that. Um, so, we had two episodes. The first episode was called Spores of War, and the second episode was called Ruins of War. I'll see what they did there. And basically, I shall just try to recap the best I can using the old Wikipedia. Uh, not our sponsor, but they are very good at this stuff. Um, but they can sponsor us if they want to. So after a tip-off by a friend of Sid, she sends the Bad Batch to Sereno to steal part of Count Duco's massive war chest to help finance a future of their own. After some reluctance, Hunter joins in and the team proceed to the planet, where the Empire is already transporting the Count's wealth off-world. They just happen to be doing it at this time and not any earlier, but I won't go into all that. So while trying to secure the valuable cargo, their presence is revealed and a battle ensues during which Omega, Tech and Echo are trapped inside a cargo ship preparing for liftoff. Fighting their way off the cargo container, they attempt to use its re-entry thrusters to make a safe escape landing, while Hunter and Wrecker try to lose their pursuers in the bombed out ruins of the nearby city, which takes us into episode two, where their cargo container crashes on Sereno's service. While trying to make their way back to the Marauder, uh, that being Bad Batch's main ship, Omega Tech Echo meet Romar Adele, a local man with a moustache who is hiding in the woods. And while conversing with him, the clones get a first impression of what a free life must be like. Actually, I didn't get that at all when I was wrote this. I didn't come up to me when I was watching this. Anyhow, in an unattended moment, Omega sneaks out to recover more funds from the war chest. Echo and Tech go after her, resulting in a clash with the Imperial search parties, whom the free escape with Romar's help. Hunter and Wrecker fight free of their encirclement and reunite with their friends. With the confirmation of Clone Force's 99 survival, Vice Admiral Rampart fears punishment for his failure to eliminate them and decides to keep his this fat secret from Governor Tarkin, which actually means that he, doesn't say here, they, he killed um, Commander, what's he called? Yeah. Wilkin? Wilco. 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 Yeah, so I'd just like to say, rest in peace, Commander Wilco, we hardly knew ye. Um, yeah. So, there we go, folks. Bad Batch is back, and it's almost like it's never been away. It's the same old fun and frolics. Um, but with the added dimension of a little bit of a uh, Clone Wars separatism Dooku kind of element. In they this. have new, uh, new paint jobs on their helmets. Yes, they have all. They've all been to a new costume shop and got everything all. Well, well, yeah, more than just their helmet, their whole their whole kit. They have new toys coming too. <laughs> I just knew as soon as they as soon as, soon as, soon as they got on Dooku's planet, like I, I bet they're going to go. Where will they go? And that building, I bet they go to the throne room because the only bit we're going to recognise, isn't it? Let's face yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. so they have to go in there at some point. Um, I was, yeah, like, I was, I was thinking, like, 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 have we ever seen Sereno? And then they show that throne room, and like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good to see um, Omega like really grown as a character too. Like she's really good at that uh, that bow shot now. She was crushing them. Oh yeah, little crabs. It's getting, so. getting Dungeons yeah. and Dragons vibes of that bow thing. Yeah, when the Dungeons Dragons had this thing like that, didn't they? She's gotten accurate, and she was. Um, she doesn't have the spindly arms anymore, or whatever. Because isn't she hanging from a when when they're escaping the crabs or whatever? She's hanging from the 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 tow right. wire or whatever yeah. by her hands or something or so, something. I just remember she was just like, wow, okay, she's gotten a heck of a lot stronger. Because to hold yourself up on that rope or to dangle above the crabs on that rope or whatever, the arm strength there is is you know, it takes like, a lot to hold on to that. Just to hold on to that while you're I'd just like to say quickly, Ron, this is a cartoon. 
Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I imagine that there's this is the, she's not yeah, I know you know I'm just joking. But you see all sorts of daft things in, in cartoons, don't you? But yes. <laughs> I, was thinking, I, was thinking, I was thinking I'll have chaffs on my hands or uh, trying to do all that stuff for real, but uh, yeah. Trying to hold on to that. Uh, exciting first episode, the, the opening, you know, just whatever they're heisting, whatever it is they're doing, and these weird crap. Very sentient crabs, right? They're like aware that they're the ship is what you want to attack and that they're stealing mm. whatever it is they're stealing and that's that's loot. You know, these, these are some awesome sentient um, crab creature aliens, that's for sure. And they left that a little bit of a mystery too, huh? We don't know what's in the yeah. case yet. Yeah, well, we're guffing, right? We just need it to be something that they were doing to put them in peril. It was an exciting opening to an episode, uh, you know, a, a cartoon, if, if you will, so to speak. That it, it... How, much, how much time do you guys think passed between the end of last season and the premiere in the universe? Well, I'd love to get a new kit and... Uh, and uh, yeah. Not long, I don't think. I wouldn't say six months, maybe? Yeah, eight months to a year. She doesn't seem... Uh, Omega doesn't seem... And she ages normally. They oh, age yeah. faster. And they don't look, they don't look any different. The um, do they, though? I wonder. Do they age the same? Some have accelerated aging and some don't. Because remember, Boba didn't have accelerated aging. Well, that's why I don't think Omega. I think Omega is going to be normal. But I thought the clones. Is there anything to Clone Force ninety nine, or They're does it? So like the is, ones. is the accelerated aging just in the early parts? Does do we know that it continues throughout the life of their that they aged very quickly to get up to speed and be strong yeah, and capable, or whatever you want to say? But then does it taper off and then it's a normal? I don't think it continues throughout their life cycle because imagine if either. they did that, it would um, age them too rapidly and they would become old and, and During the war, you know, go yeah. back to being more like, um, you know, they would lose strength and, and, um, and mental acuity and that, and all that kind of thing. Coordination. Yeah. It, it would be a problem to. to You'd have, have a bunch of troopers with glasses. That's the yeah. one thing my nephew <laughs> asked me about is like. Glasses, hip replacements. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My nephew asked me about it, about the Bad Batch. Uh, you know, he's like, "What happens to the clones?" And I'm like, "Well, that's kind of why we're gonna watch, need to watch Bad Batch two, season two. Yeah. I think it might have some stories." Like, "Yeah, well, I really want to know what happens to them." I'm like, "Well, so, so do I, but I think that's what we're gonna gonna end up seeing that's, in that's some way, shape, or form." <laughs> yeah, send them all to Endor, and they get eaten by Ewoks. <laughs> <laughs> They don't age. He was asking. I think that's where that that conversation went over Christmas time about aging or something like that. His dad must have been talking to him about it. I'm like, no, I don't think they yeah. age. They aged up to this point, but then it slows down. It seems that um, way. It slows yeah. down to like a natural progression of age. Because imagine if they did like age super fast. I'm, I'm well, that would get rid of them like, then. That would explain yeah, exactly. how if if that were the case. To me, that would explain how we had to get to conscripted because you you constantly needed to to do new ones, old ones. I don't quite get the whole the the material, the cloning material that we have is failing, and we need more in order to the you know the third, fourth generation clones. I guess are they cloning the clone? It's a copy of a copy of a copy, and that's why it's going bad. Why don't they maybe, have the original copy you know, like, to make maybe it's copies? like a maybe it's like a oh. videotape. You know, the more yeah, you, good... or or like um. Or like a cassette tape, like the more copies you, you know, the more you make copies of copies of copies, the worse the quality is. I don't know, but Could you keep for, for, uh, for younger fans out there, cassette tape, you Google it. 
<laughs> I heard a news report cassettes are trying to make a comeback. I can't believe that, but yeah. such is it. <laughs> yeah, why would they try to make a comeback? I mean, do you know how easy it is to ruin a cassette? <laughs> Unless the, the, the technology has improved. Hey, I wouldn't have thought records made a comeback and look, I see them in the stores yeah, all the time. Records, so, records and cassettes. I'm like, oh my God, is it 1989 again? Speaking of records, records seems to be a little bit more mature. I don't know if mature is the right word, but just a, a, not as much. Not as meatheady as he was the first season. Yeah, oh, not, as, not as much Hulk smash. Uh, yeah. I think it's just. I think Did it just we see Crosshair in this episode? No. We didn't see Crosshair this episode, but we know he's coming, right? Well, we didn't see it in either one, right? We don't see him in one yeah. or two. No, he's not. So, what do there. we think about? So, what do we think about the clones? Because obviously, we get this clone at the end, refusing to refusing to um, disobey orders and, uh, yeah. and supply information. And we know we've got in this season coming up about clones. Um, there's, there's stories. You know, that chap saying there's lots of stories of more clones revolting, all this kind of stuff. Now. This thing's like a different thing to me. Like this is not like the clones questioning what they're doing. This isn't like a clone saying, "I'm not going to do go against my, uh, I don't know, code of conduct." Sort yeah, of he wasn't going to falsify a report. He wasn't going to blindly follow command. Whereas a conscript might get that there's value in listening to that guy and falsifying the report because then you might get moved up um in 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 rank or you might get a better yeah. uh, you know uh, promotion or, or an assignment i guess i'm trying to say whereas a clone is very no i'm not going to falsify a report you know there's no toing no telling by them the to book, falsify whereas, a report um, very by the book ramparts willing to fail upwards <laughs> that's it yep that's like the whole thing on like uh, andor when the he did he wanted to report that stuff and he was like no nah, let's just forget about it <laughs> you know the humans are are faulty, you know, and I guess that's pretty much leading to going to lead to the downfall of the empire because they replace all these loyal and obedient clones with humans that are they can be paid off and they can you know have their own agendas. So, well, we yeah. yeah we saw that in the Clone Wars, right? We saw various. What was the, what was the one guard that took a lightsaber to the back by Asajj? You know that that was corrupted. Oh, sold yeah. out Padme or whatever, or yeah. sold out Ahsoka or whatever, you know, that, Temple yeah, humans, or the, yeah, the have, blue guys have that, yeah, have that sort of corruptibility, capability, infallibility aspect to them. But I can't remember how or, uh, episode two ended. Yeah, I couldn't remember. Episode, I remember episode two was dark. I remember I was like, was Steve and I were pre-game talking about it. I was waiting for the complaints. Everybody carries on about how dark epi- or Solo is. And, oh, I can't see it. Episode two of Bad Batch was very dark. Not It was very dark in that all of the scenes were at night, I think, or, or most of them. The majority of that episode was very, very, very dark. And I'm worried if people What happened wondered, with the Geppetto-looking guy? With the, the guy, the local Oh, right, guy. right. So, right. They, they are in the... Um, container and it just sort of did lead right into episode two that the container's falling and then episode two it's it's on the ground but what do they say they say well, i don't think we're done i don't think we're done falling yet because like it yeah, lands they're literally on the edge of a cliff cliff and then it falls and then it falls it has to fall yet again i think it doesn't it fall two times <laughs> but anyway i just remember there was a line of like i don't think we're done falling yet and they were not because they were on the edge of a literal cliff. Yeah. Great Indiana Jones sort of um, homage in terms of Omega, let it go, let it go. You know, she's reaching out for, for the cup, but kind of 
appreciated that, oh, like yeah. that, uh, recognized what what that was and what it was going. I don't know if that's what it was going for, but boy, howdy, it sure seemed like it. And I couldn't get her motivation at the time, but I'm glad they went to it at the end of the episode to talk, you know, why she was so hell bent on this treasure or whatever. But yeah, she sort of blaming herself and wants to make sure that they can recoup this treasure so that they can go lead a life that she's not interrupting as she as she mistakenly overhear what she only overheard half a conversation or part of a conversation or something that makes her think that they uh, they didn't give everything up but they left every you know that they sacrificed a bunch in order to get her off Camino and and have been dealing with her ever since which thankfully they tell her is not true yeah. That was one of the reasons why I thought it hadn't been too long since the last season, because you would have thought that, that would have come up a bit more in conversation and yeah. jeopardy um, by now. I mean, not like a whole year's gone by and she just realised they sacrificed a lot um, um, for her and all that kind of stuff. So, but I mean, this was a big heist, of course. I kept thinking to her, just stuff a few of those coins in your pockets. Don't worry about putting them in a great big boxes. Just stuff a few down your you know, you've done your top, down your jeans, down your pockets and stuff. At least you've got something to go with. But, you know, it was all about the old classic, putting stuff in platforms and you lose everything and you go with nothing. But I would have just stuffed something down my shoe, correctly, as a... <laughs> yeah, right. Just grab, a, yeah. just grab a little bit of something, shove it in a pocket. Yeah, exactly. At least buy, be able to buy, buy some beer or something, I don't know. Um, the animation's beautiful, as always. I mean, in Bad Batch, Clone Wars, uh, just very well done. Very a level of depth uh, to the animation and to the to what we see on screen, or whatever. That while I know I'm watching an animated series, a cartoon, if you will, Chancellor. That <laughs> boy, howdy, it doesn't look like it at times. It is it is very very well done. Yeah, that beach scene was like that had like uh, Miyazaki vibes to it or something. But just the the art style. It was gorgeous. Yeah, certainly it was. Absolutely was. gorgeous. I was like, I know that beach isn't real, but I want to go to it. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Um, have we have any, any more um, last minute uh, thoughts on those two episodes? Well, I'm trying. What nope. was. For more. What was, what was Bad Batch 2? What was episode 2? They, well, they see the guy, they rescue the guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty much felt like one big episode. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's so, why I'm. Yeah. Yeah. Why do they bother really with that? break between them it really wasn't necessary but uh yeah okay okay all right well by, by the time we be, we're back in in a in a month we would have another one two three four episodes um of the uh bad batch. how many how many bad batches are there total six doesn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's 16 in the, in the series so it goes all the way until the 29th of march so we'll four or six will will be a good good ways into it. Mm. Does it overlap um, with Mando. Mando dropping? I think so. Yes, Mando's in March, isn't it? Or something? Something's in March, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's Mando. Yeah, I think March. March. Something in March. I remember because I remember thinking that we're going to have double double the fun um, at some point. Cur- uh, I'm not curious. It was well that they're still that the uh, the Bad Batch are still with the stuns. Still with the stun gun aspect of, of not They're still their brothers. To, yeah, not wanting to right, not wanting to shoot their their fellow clones. Wonder if that changes once they because at the end of last season we saw them right there was a clone training stormtroopers if you will basically. So I wonder if that if if we see that change once they start shooting at stormtroopers proper if you will. 
will will they will they recognize them as enemies versus brothers? Although I guess I we got to to the do will clones will a clone will a a Captain Rex uh, that clone face trooper ever wear stormtrooper garb? You know what I'm yeah. asking? Will it, will a clone ever be outfitted in? traditional a new hope whatever series or whatever however that plays out you know that what we know as a stormtrooper will a clone ever actually be in stormtrooper armor or i don't see why they would they would Bad not like, just switch the costume two, will we if see and, really just well, well that's what i mean will we see a how they deal with the clones they deal with them all to a point where they don't trust them anymore, don't want them anymore. That stormtroopers, whenever we see a true stormtrooper outfitted armor person, we'll know that that's not a that will that'll never be a clone inside of there. It'd be interesting to see how this plays out because I don't think we've ever uh, there's no reason for us to think we've seen a clone in stormtrooper armor before. And so it's been all been all the various iterations of it. As it continues with this, because they're getting closer and closer to a true traditional stormtrooper, a New Hope armor. I don't think they're there yet. But didn't we see? Where did we see? Maybe I'm conflicting it with Rebels, because we've definitely seen stormtroopers. But yeah, that's a different timeline at, at the point we see Rebels. But we haven't seen stormtroopers in Bad Batch or Clone Wars. Ah, oh, that's why I have to keep watching season two. So we'll we'll do that every Wednesday as it drops. Looking forward to it. It's good entertainment yeah right okay yes absolutely it's just a shame it's like 25 minutes but uh, i'm sure we're um we'll get over that okay right so i have prepared a quiz and i'm just saying in the uh in the chat that it's actually four rounds <laughs> 10 questions in each each round well, i spent hours on this so please give me cut me a bit of a slack on this one um but there are exactly how quickly they are will depend on how much people debate my what I've put down as the answer. Um, but uh, it is time for the annual Positively Star Wars podcast Senate quiz. Use my knowledge, I beg you. I will quickly discover the truth of all this. Um, and if I remember rightly, I think Ricky won last year. Yeah. Uh, and Marie has subsequently won one of our uh, little quizzes um, throughout the year. So there's potentially a, uh, a what do they call it in boxing, when they unify? Is that what they call it? When they unify the belts and that kind of stuff? <coughs> um, so we could unify the, to the, a new quiz um, champion um, out of this. Um, so actually, to give you a bit of insight, there are four rounds. We'll see where we go, whether we get to the four rounds, and maybe we will cut some out. The first round is all based, all the answers are numbers. Um, <laughs> round two refers to, as I, did last, as I did last year, if anybody remembers, it all refers to quotes. Um, round three is sort of like a general um, um, Q&A kind of uh, one. And round three is... Well, I won't tell you, but it, because you, you'll be doing your research before we get to it. 
Um, oh yeah, no researching, no researching. No research. Before Putting that. everybody on the trust. On we the, can hear you type trust so the thing of round one is everybody has a chance at guessing the answer because it's all numbers. So that's how we do it. As with as with the other rounds, we will be going around the table. Wait, hey, do, do I need do something? Do right I need numbers? to like? Do I like to do? Yeah, you yeah. Got, so we're gonna set some back. rules. Uh, but, high, closest without going over, and then do I need to be able to well, write I'm stuff down? So I've, got, I've got. I'm going to set. I will give you the question. You then all come up with the answer. Um, then we will go around in order that um, people have um, in, in Skype order and see what okay, you. Okay, so I do is. need some scratch. The closest, I need the, closest win, the closest wins the point. If you get it completely spot on, you get two points, and that includes if more than if everybody gets it spot on, you all get two points each. Closest without uh, going over. He said closest. I, I'm not, no, I'm not talking oh, about man. going over because the questions don't. <laughs> Uh, not, uh, don't go that way. So you can go Brits on your non-Price is Right rules. No, it's not Price is Right rules. It's closest. <laughs> closest. So everybody, somebody will get a point at the end of each question by being by way of being the closest. If you get okay. right. so, there's ten ten questions in this one. Every 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 answer is a number. It's not always an exact number though. Okay, question one. What? Uh, I remember that. Uh, there will be some debate on some of these answers, but I'm going, <laughs> what is the answer I've got down? And this answer came from Wikipedia. What is the height of Darth Vader with his armor and suit on? Okay. Uh, you can give it to me in meters or, or feet. And, <laughs> and just because I have got them both written down here. Uh, I'm going to guess we all give it to you in feet and inches. So, <laughs> so have a think. I'll give you uh, 10 seconds to uh, have a little think, and then I will go around and ask for everybody's answer, and then I will tell you what answer I've got written down here. I'm you, in. You may I'm debate in. it. Has everybody I'm got some? Everybody got some? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, uh, Ron. I had six, seven. Okay. Uh, so I can't see my, my Skype order. Ricky. Three Ewoks tall. <laughs> I'm say uh, seven feet. Seven feet. Uh, Ryan, I'm gonna say six eight. Okay. And Marie, uh, two point two meters. Two point two. Yes. Yeah. Who the heck is that? What is that? I don't know. That's quite a bit more than <laughs> I, I can't. I'm not, I'm not going to go into that. But okay, I have got it. In, I have got it here in in meters, and it is it's well. I, if this was the price is right, we would have a ding 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 um, sound, which means that somebody's got it spot on. And the answer I have got written down here for Dark Fate, well, Anakin Skywalker, it says was 1.88 meters, which is six feet two inches, apparently. Oh yeah. Uh, before he lost his legs, of course. Well, that there was just there wasn't. Um, <laughs> but uh, is is height in armor? I have got written down as six foot seven inches, ah. two meters ah. and two. So that it is really two say. points exactly to Ron. See, Ron's been wearing that costume around, so he knows. <laughs> Okay. Two meters and two, like 2.02 2.02, 2.02, yeah. So you okay. would have been right if you added in the zero. Yeah, I couldn't remember what it was exactly. I was like, I've seen it before in meters. But I, did, I, I looked at a few different websites and 
the, 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 the height did vary according to what people got the source from, but that's from Wikipedia. Most of my answers are from Wikipedia. Okay. Uh, okay. So Ron's got two points. Okay. Question two. Uh, what is the total runtime of all the prequel films? So you add up the runtime in minutes, if you can, because I have to convert my answers in minutes. You add up the runtime of all the three prequel films. How many minutes come to? And this is according to IMDb. Man, I used to have minutes. all of them in order, and I actually I just saw a sheet this. of paper oh, where I had all six movies. Mm. So in 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 minutes, uh, in all minutes, three in, in, in minutes if possible. Otherwise, I've got to start converting things. So my answer is in minutes. I'm in. Oh god, I don't know. I'm sure, so. I got, I got it. Uh, it's just a wild guess for me, so I don't care. I'm <laughs> good. Okay, everybody got an answer. Yep. Okay, Ron, what's your answer? Three eighty-four. Okay, uh, Ricky. Three hundred and forty minutes. 340, so I'll join the one and down, so I'm going along here. Okay, uh, Ryan? Uh, I'll say 352. 352. Uh, okay, and Marie? Um, I'm going to say somewhere in the neighborhood of um, 460 minutes, maybe? 460 minutes. Wow. Yeah. So, Ron, what's the you you say I'm surprised. Did you say 384, Ron? Yes. Yes. I don't know if I've got to tell is out. I wish I had the calculator. I think I think Ron is the closest. It's, the answer is 422. Really? Yeah. Uh, I was surprised uh, you guys went less than two hours per movie. I no, went two hours. Than... No, that's what I mean. Ryan and Ricky went less than, they went less than 360. Which is two hours per movie. Each movie is two hours, and I didn't think my three eighty four was long enough. I thought your four sixty, Murray, was way high. But you, would you say four twenty? So that's four twenty. Yeah, who's 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 actually closest? I can't do it in my head. Something else. Yeah, I did one twenty, one ten, and one ten. Yeah, like it has to be somewhere in the neighborhood of seven eight hours. One's thirty eight out, and Marie is. Like nowadays, movies are three hours. Back in the day, I was like, oh, they vary about an hour and a half, two yeah, hours. I thought, I thought so episode three is only three hour one or two hour one. Oh, they're both the same. So it's, it's a draw. So Ron and Marie get <laughs> one point each because 460 is exactly 38 too much and 384 is 300, is 38 minutes too less. I just want to point out it's a point, it's a point price is right rules. Say anything. Just say anything. Sorry? Yeah, we're not doing prices right. I'm going on that I get the points. In my head, I got it right? because she went over, so. You're still winning. You're still winning. <laughs> I'm not doing prices right. No, I, I've written it down that it was the closest. And I didn't I'm sure Ron's it. getting his right. answers from that uh, marionette he has Okay, okay. Question, <laughs> question three. In Andor, the I, Lieutenant Gorm reports that the Empire's policy has reduced the number of pilgrims over the years from 15,000 to how many? The number of what? Pilgrims. The people. The people Pilgrim. come in to do to to through the uh, through the eye event. He says yeah, they reduced it from fifteen thousand to how many? Mister Multiple Watch. This should be easy for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Does he say an exact number? Oh, he man. does. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in. I can't remember the number, but I remember them saying a number, yeah. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm in. Okay. Everybody got a number? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Ron, what is your number? 170. 170. Ricky? 36. 36. Ryan? Oh, making me uncertain. I'll go 300. 300? Well, wow, that's not a good choice. Marie? 200. 200. Well, thankfully, I don't have to get a calculator to work. It's quite easy for me to work out who's the closest in this one. Because the answer was 60. Yep. Oh. So, Ricky gets one point on that one. See, I thought there was way more than that. Like, that's what he was talking about. Where there was 1,500, now they whittle it down. But then, by the time they go through all the, you know, bars and stuff like that, then it's maybe 60, so... Yeah, that was the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that gets an asterisk. Because, right, they start out with a number that's higher, but, right, they they, they set up all these waypoints and all these uh, bars, like you said, until the, the, the people actually make the pilgrimage and show up. It's 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 a, it's that small number. Yeah. Okay. The, that was the question. I won't, I won't argue. <laughs> no, what was the question? That was the question. So I have not how many after. showed up at the eye, it's how many pilgrims did he whittle it down to. What's the question again, Chancellor? Well, we've done that now. Next question. Now, Christian Ford's doing Andor in in the episode Narkina 5. Was it Narkina 5? Yep. How yep. many days left in this sentence did Kino Loy have left? Oh, that's a good one. Hmm. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm in. Multiple watch Ron should be <laughs> yeah, on this one. I hate baseball because I'm not a stat boy. <laughs> so yeah, this is this is this is not my forte at all. I'm, I'm only in because I haven't I haven't I'm going with what's uh, letting the force guide me, and I have a number that popped into my head that I think is what it is. So I'm gonna that's why I'm in. Yep. Okay. Ready? Right. Okay. What's your answer, Ron? One eighty-seven. One eighty-seven. Ricky? 72. 72. Ryan? Uh, 136. 136. Marie? Is it 182? It's not, but that's just answering your question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then my guess, Marie, that's beautiful. Is it 182? It's not. Well, then my guess is going to be 185. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> In fact, the... Answer is 249, Dang. which makes uh, Ron, uh, makes Ron the closest. Yes. This is this turning into a runaway. I know. Well, really. Don't worry, there's, there's plenty rounds. more to come yet. Yeah. Okay. Still in uh, still in Andor. In question five, we see Marva Cass, no, Marva Andor's funeral was held on her hometown in the free trade sector planet Ferex. How old was she when she died? There. Okay. It's on the brick. It's on the brick. Um, oh, really? This is a good quiz. Even a good quiz. I had to tell I, you, it took three hours to write these. It's all out. Um, I'm in. I had to think what was the number that was imprinted on that guy's head after he got hit with it. How old is <laughs> uh, she's not here. <laughs> yeah, she's not, she's not here, so you don't have to be worried about guessing the woman's age. I was thinking, how old does she look? Okay. Rom, what's your answer? 74. Ricky? 72 again. 
<laughs> Ryan. Uh, I'm going to say 82. 82. I'm sure she'll thank you for that. And uh, Marie. 67. 67. She would love you for that one. Okay. And the uh, correct answer is... If I, if I knew bingo, I could do it, but I don't. The answer is 77. So, uh, I'm five. So I'm Ricky Gain. Great to say that that is uh, as we said, five, six, seven. It's Ricky Gain. That's wrong. Oh, That's why it's oh. wrong. What do you mean you're afraid to say? Wait <laughs> <laughs> a minute. Rewatch yeah, wrong. He said 74. Got it, right? got it again. I really wanted to say 75, but I hate that move of just doing one. Of those. <laughs> I was going to do 73. Well, right? the other. Ryan, Ryan appreciates that Price is right, I can tell. The other part of it, too, yeah. is he keeps going in the same order, and, and we need to vary that up at some point. I, some yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, maybe in the next round, I'll start from a different person. Yeah, okay, I'm having fun with you, Stephen. Next question. This okay. is great. Question six. We're, yeah, going, away from We're <laughs> going away from Mandel now. In Shadow of the Sith, we learn more about... Right? Don't worry, don't worry, Marie. This is guessing. Out. In Shadow of the Sith, we learn more about Ray's parents. But how old was Dathan, Ray's pet father, when Ray was born? Say that again. How old was Dathan, Ray's father, when Ray was born? Oh, good. Oh. I did read this one. Oh, I did. So I couldn't remember. It so doesn't help you, though, because I don't think it's mentioned in the book. But you could kind of work. There are dates given in places. So you can kind of work out roughly how old he would have been. I had, to, I had to calculate this two or three times to make sure I got it the right way around. I'm in. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I really hope I've got this right. Uh, <laughs> so I got where you can, you can calculate it with me afterwards to make sure we got this right. Okay, uh, Ron. 23. Mm. Ricky? 35. 35. Yep. Ryan? Was that the answer? <laughs> he just said no. No, 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 it's not, I didn't say that. Okay. <laughs> 28. Born, right? This was when she was born. Yes. Okay. 28. Murray? 23. 23. Gone the same as Ron. Yeah, sorry, I had to go the same so as Ron. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, because you could both be being right, but as it happens, you're not. Um, oh. The answer is 27. Oh, really? Okay. So that makes Ryan closest. So I did look on Wikipedia, and he was born in 12 BBY, and uh, he was... And when Ray was born, Ray was born in 15 ABY. So... Well, you were born 15 BBY. So that makes, that that makes him 27 when, uh, when Ray was born. Mm. So, All right. Excellent. On board, baby. So everybody's got a point at some so far. Okay, speaking of ages, actually I've been quite consistent here. In Return of the Jedi, question seven, we see Palpatine, Palpatine's first death, in, well, in quotes. But how old was he when he was chucked off that balcony and fell to his not-so-death? In Return of the Jedi? In yep. Return of the Jedi, how old's Palps? Yeah, how old is Palps? I'm in. Are we ready? Yep. Thanks. Let's yep. go down that line again. Ron. 84. Mm -hmm. Rookie? 75. 75. So you reckon he looked better than Reva? 
Okay. Uh, Ryan. Uh, 81. 81. Marie. 150. 150? Okay. <laughs> he really got for it there. And mind you, to be fair, he did look 150. <laughs> okay. The actual answer is two, what's it, two fat ladies. No, that's not politically correct anymore. Uh, so apologies. Um, 88. Ah. It, Palpatine was. And they might be a difference between legends and canon, but according to Wikipedia now, he is... It was 84. 88. 84. 88, I mean. So I'm just, I'm just soaking in Ron's answer the same time as I said that. Okay. Where did it go 85, Ryan? <laughs> yeah, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question eight. No more ages, you'd be glad to know. Uh, quite simply, how long is the Millennium Falcon's length? I can take it in meters or feet. What is the Millennium Falcon's length? I'm in. Sure, I guess. This is going to be terrible. I'm, rough, I'm rubbish at guessing um, lengths or anything. but uh... Okay, everybody ready? Let's go down that line. Uh, Ron? 177 meters. 177 meters. Mm -hmm. I've got to write down the unit. Am I? Okay. Oh, gosh, it's going to be confusing me. Okay, Sorry. Ricky? A mile? <laughs> a mile? <laughs> it's not that big of a ship. <laughs> One mile? I can never go to say. I'll just write well, that. Lando's a coat closet. You I can literally say, Ricky, you're miles out. Um, <laughs> Ryan? Uh, 111 feet. 111 feet. And Marie? I don't know. I'm going to go with about 300 feet. 300 feet. You, not, you guys are giving me a right old nightmare with different um, units and stuff. Um, but it's quite easy to know who's won that one because one is almost a couple of feet off it. The actual length is 113 feet. Oh, or 34.75 metres. Oh, it is. That's a really a point for Ryan. All right. I didn't think it was that big. Like, that's a lot of meters. Is that with I the know uh, escape pod in the front? <laughs> well, it doesn't actually change it, does it? That's just that's a bit of a Okay. He's got a split stick out the window. It's a relatively big really. It's quite small, really. think how much they roll yeah. it, they run across it. How many feet was it? Uh, 113. Only 113 feet? Uh, I, I should have done, uh, I did meters instead of feet. Curses. I should have done, hey, I should have, I done the sail barge do it next year. Um, question, question, question nine. So, in A New Hope, the Death Star approaching, Y-Rings from Gold Squadron, X-Rings from Red Squadron, and, and other stuff from Green Squadron were dispatched to carry out the attack plan. But what was the total number of ships deployed? <laughs> Everyone all right? <laughs> Who's that? Somebody had a fit of that question. Say the question. I'm sorry, say it again. So, this is a form of New Hope. Um, how many, recently, how many rebel ships were, were dispatched to, to perform the attack plan on the Death Star? So, you've got Y-Rings and X-Rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus how, many come, versus how many come home, because that's usually the question. How many no, no, not on this one. How many, what total number of ships, Y-Rings and 
X-Wings. If it's in the original A New Hope, you probably would have thought it's like two, but in the special edition, you might have thought there's a few more. So at least okay, five. got red five standing. I'll tell you all before, and it's not a huge amount. We're not going into we're not going to three figures here. Um okay. Let's go down that line. Ron. Ron? Yeah, Ron? I'm still doing some math. Uh, 66. He's Googling. <laughs> no, I'm doing some math. Doing some math. Ricky? 12. 12. Okay. Ryan? 15. 15. Uh, Marie? 20. 20. Okay. Right. Well, I can tell you that there were eight Y rings from Gold Squadron, as well as 22 X rings. And oh, 12 also from Red Squadron and the rest were from Green Squadron. So actually it, well, I don't know. Actually, it doesn't make any sense, actually. What are they doing? <laughs> no, it actually doesn't make any sense. No, so I've read it to you wrong. It was eight Y rings and 22 X rings, basically. So it was a total of 30 ships, which means that Marie is the closest and gets a point. Right. 30 ships attack the Death Star, and that's it? Wow. That's, yeah, that's a small group. That's bad. I thought that was a lot. I thought there was only like a dozen. <laughs> Me too. I thought there's only like. No, I there's, I mean, that is more than I thought as well, to be fair. That yeah. special edition scene, and maybe that's why it's 30, because that special edition scene where they lock X Foils in an attack position, yeah. um, where they filled Heaven it in shot. with a lot more. There's a lot, or there's there's definitely more in there, but I assume that was just an establishing shot of the first round. Not so all. Were they of them. fighting <laughs> Tie Fighter? What were they doing? Because there was only like two, three ships that went through the trench run. What were the other ones doing? Well, we see three get blown up and and, and uh, stay in position and make get set for your attack run. We see Vader take out the first three guys, right? Those mm -hmm. are Y one Y wing and. Two axes, well, and then yeah, I think that's oh, a, yeah. a decent number. I knew it was something low, so hmm. that's I think I was just go on. Um, let me rewatch a new hope in a different light that there's only 30. Not that I thought there was 300 or any great number, a huge yeah. number, but if your next 30. question is like how many were in Rise of Skywalker at the end, <laughs> no, I'm not, so... but funny well, yeah, the fun, the fun it's, question it's, is how many, how many, you, uh, come home. I can tell you the answer to the next question is bigger than the answer to the to that question and this is a bit of a fun one i have no idea how you're ever going to guess it but this is a, is this a guessing game question 10 what is the population of ewoks on endor said to be at least over uh, an amount that there is at least over x amount of ewoks on endor now, i presume that's at the time we turn the jedi i'm trying to name all the ones of the show i'm in it's, I can tell you now, it's a big number. Because we're talking mm -hmm. population here. And just Ewoks, right? Not the yep, other just features. Mm. Oh, I'm sure. Let's give it a shot. Ewoks. E e e e e e Ewoks. Okay, down the line. Ron. 300. 300. I'd said it's a big number, Ron. Okay. <laughs> it's a big number. Rookie? Um... A thousand. A thousand. Uh, Ryan. Uh, I'm gonna say a hundred thousand. Hundred 
Okay. Wow, you won. Marie? A million. One million. Well, so we clearly, uh, before you answer, we yep. clearly have no clue given the four <laughs> disparate numbers, even though we were giving a it's a big number hint, we clearly have no clue. So none of us. I'm, I'm assuming that they're counting you wouldn't think it was more than a couple hundred to be fair. I'm assuming they're counting Dulocks as Ewoks too. It's an entire planet. Like let's remember that too. <laughs> I want it to go really high. Planet really or moon? High. I can tell you the close I can tell you the closest is Marie. Yeah. And it is said to be over, let me get this right, 30 million Ewoks really? and Endor. They may produce like rabbits, we don't know. Like cuddly bears. 30 million isn't a lot. Like For a small moon? It's still a moon. There's like that many people in California, man. Like, oh. there's like, yeah, California and Texas, there's like, I think California alone is 30 million people. You got those big giant oh, creatures that eat the Ewoks. Firefly. Thirty million get along? That seems. There's, 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 I think there's avenue for more Ewok programs. I mean, we work at different tribes. We have all that dynamo, different tribes of Ewoks and stuff. It's like the Mandalorians, but with Ewoks. One day, I think. So at the end of round one, Ron has seven points. Ricky has one point. Ryan has two points, and Marie has three points. All right. I might say that there's all to play, all to play for in the next round, but there is there are points to play for, and it's round two is called "Where Do These Croats Come From?" Now, you remember last year, people who listened, we did have I did do croats and guessing where they come for, come, where they come from, and am I going to keep the same order? Or do you want me to change the order of people giving answers, or does nobody really care? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it makes any difference, really, does. Nobody's going. Nobody's comparing. Nobody's complaining. That has the potential to, but I don't care enough to, to, to carry on. So yeah, yeah, just do what you need to to, to answer, ask the questions, yeah. and go down. The okay. Line. So I'll, actually, I was going to give. Because actually, each question has two parts to the answer. So you've got to say who said this quote, and what TV or and or film it came from. So I was going to give 0.5 for the name of the person who said it, and 0.5 for the series or film it came from. Um, actually, that's what I said I was going to do, so that's what I'm going to do. But it might make it hard to try to catch Ron up. Um, so, so we're going in order. So, so basically, this is how it's going to work. You're, we're going around the table now. So Ron gets the Ron gets question number one, then we get question number two. If any, if they can't guess it, then somebody else can come in for a bonus. But in, in order for me to know who sticks their hand up first. You need to type in something into the chat, and whoever's name comes up first in the chat is the person who gets to answer that question for a bonus. You know what I mean? So, so how do we know if he can't answer it? Well, I'm gonna I'm going to have a little stop clock here. I'm going to give people, uh, and also give people to answer the question. I'm just gonna stick an emoji. <laughs> so what's what's the what's the format of the question going to be again? I will give you a quote. Okay, have, you have, have to, to tell me you... who said it and then what they said it in. Okay. And I'm going to give you, uh, I'm going to give uh, 30 seconds to oh give my. an X. 30 uh, seconds? And then, if anybody else wants to buzz in, you have to buzz in by putting the number of the question in the chat, and whoever gets comes up first and that gets to answer it next. 
Wait, put the question put or just, just type anything? One. Just type one. Yeah. Just type one into the chat. And that's how I could tell who came first. You'll do a happy thing. Okay. Question, question, question number one you. is for Ron. Um, and it is, come on, baby, do the magic hand thing. Well, I'm in. Sorry? I say I'm well I don't need to say I'm in. It's a question for me. It's from Mando, Grief Carga. Yep. Yep, that is <laughs> correct. So that's one point from that one. Uh who's next on the list? It's Ricky, isn't it? I should, I should, I should have given you the easiest one, I should have given you the harder ones. Um <laughs> uh Ricky, I am not a committee. Um that's a hard one. Uh, the Leia in A New Hope. It is Leia, um, but it's not A New oh, Hope. Oh, it's a neat. Uh, yes, I know. Anybody else want to put the num- put the number of the question, and you can be you can stick. Something. Because... You would just put a number two. Oh, put two. Can, I, can I put mine in there? Too? <laughs> He's done two. So Marie's done two. So Marie, to steal half a point. Oh, you said put uh, something in the text. I meant you should put the number. <laughs> put something it's, in the text. Marie for Sorry, sorry, Marie. Go again. It's Leia in Empire Strikes Back. That is correct. I knew it as soon as I said it. I was like, so Ricky's got. <laughs> yes, Ricky's got the fun point. thing. The fun thing about quote about these types of questions, the quote questions, is like, oh, we, we're going to know them all, but do we? Do we truly? You know, do we? Do we question ourselves and and know them to the to that point of, of like, oh wait, it's the other thing. Yes, I don't, I'm terrible at quotes, so I'm not going to get it. Yeah. So <laughs> you want to steal? You want to steal? Put the number of the question in the chat, and that's who yes, I know. Now we're on three. Next. So that means I got to pay attention now too. So question three. Uh, quote freeze for Ryan. Let go of your hate. Uh, there's so many characters I've run through my freaking head. Like, I can't <laughs> even figure it out. I get so confused. But let's go with... I don't know. Yoda from Empire. I'm terrible at this. I can't remember who says anything. It's I just a, watched the movie. It's, it's a no on both. That's, that's cool. Great. Uh, so Ricky went first. Uh, go for it, Ricky. Uh, Obi Wan in uh, Return of the Jedi. It it is Return of the Jedi, but it's not Obi Wan. Uh, who who went in next? Uh, Rom. Luke, Return of the Jedi. Correct. Correct. Let go of your hate. I feel it. He's talking to his dad. Okay. Uh, number number four for Marie. It is too late for me, son. Right. right. Marie, some moof, yes. milker, some moof milker put a compressor on the ignition line. Um, Han Solo in um, The Force Awakens. Correct. Correct. One point for you. You dorks can't put in four until she doesn't get it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But yeah. Well, then I'm going to put... Well, I know uh, the answer, though. <laughs> I think that's a two, but you can't put in until he asks us to put in. Yeah, don't, don't come in so, too So yeah. anyone listening or whatever... That's why I asked. Ryan and Ricky both put in put in into the chat to, to be... Um, if she doesn't get the right answer. I'm waiting for her 30 seconds to time out. Yeah, I would say, yeah, don't put the number in until I say, okay, it's open. We're open the floor. 
so to speak. Uh, okay. What well, Jeopardy <laughs> rules so doesn't work until the question. I just did it again. Second. Like right. yeah. Quote <laughs> five is for Ron. As my sweet mother always said, son, if one hostage is good, two are better. And three, well, that's good business. Doesn't sound like anything in Star Wars, does it? I have to say, but if I said it, if I said it in the right, as my sweet mother always said, son, if one hostage is good, two are better, and three, well, that's good business. If I try to do it with a voice, yeah, I don't think it's right. Sid and Bad Batch. Nope. Uh, open the floor. That was my guess. Uh, guessing. Right. Who's that guessing? I just see. I just see a number. Let me see. Who, who, I can hear it, but man, I, I don't. Who who dealt with hostages? Who did that last five? Is that you, Ricky? Yeah, that was me. Okay, okay, go for it, Ricky. It's uh, Beckett and Solo. No. Are these it? movies or shows too? Yeah, it could be anything. It could be any, right, any, any series or film. Star Wars podcast. It could be anything on screen. Star Wars quote. Anything that's yeah. been on. Anything you've watched on TV. Could be a film or it could be a TV series. It could be a yeah. animation. You dealt with hostages. That's see, that's what threw me off when I was like, I don't think it's Sid, but I can hear her saying that. Where did the, anyone? Uh, what have hostages? I said? What have I said? Uh, as my sweet mother always said, Kenobi said, "Son, you know that kind of thing." Uh, Ryan, I'm just gonna say Clone Wars because it's such a big show. I don't know. Oh, I know who yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm now. gonna give you half a point. It is the Clone Wars. It's I know who it is. Anybody else want to say? Uh, going to come in quickly and guess who said it? Hondo. Yes. Ah. No. As Ryan's yeah, yeah. watching it, you that, should that, be. That, you should be the. Uh, okay. That impression was spot on. Thank you. <laughs> nobody got it. <laughs> right. Quote six. Quote six is for Ricky. In my book, experience outranks everything. Uh, oh, your um, question, Ricky. Your <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, really? <laughs> Rex and uh, Clone Wars. Yes. Whatever. Okay, uh, Ryan's. Yeah, well, go ahead. Quote <laughs> number seven. It's mutual. Trust me, she belongs to me. She belongs with me. Sorry, I'll say it again. It's mutual. Trust me, she belongs with me. I believe that's not easy. I feel I always feel a little bit sorry for you actually, because that's not easy. <laughs> um, I don't know. I got nothing. Uh, I'm gonna say guess Clone, guess it, guess Clone it. Wars again. That's sorry? it. Clone not Wars. Clone Wars. I don't know. Clone Wars. You wanna guess a random character? There's a chance that you might just get it right. No, I got nothing. There's too many characters. Jabba there. Uh, okay, so yeah, I've opened the floor. Kind of, I, I kind of think. Well, I'm not sure who's coming in first. I'm going to give. To, I'm going to give Marie a chance to. I think she's just about in the right order because Ricky said seven before I said open the floor. I said I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, yeah, you, you 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 put a seven in the chat. Yeah. Well, he said I don't know, and then I put the seven in. <laughs> yeah. Right, Marie. I'm going to take a crack at this one, but Anakin and Clone Wars. No. Okay. Solo and Solo. All right, Ron, this one has said it. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, yep. it's on Sono in Sono. Oh, darn. Talking about the Falcon. Mm. We, Lando says, you got a bad for the Falcon. He's like, trust me, it's, it's mutual. Oh, okay. 
Nice. <laughs> okay, uh, so it's Marie next. I'm right, aren't I? It's Marie next, yes. Yes. Croaked eight. I just realised that means that somebody actually gets more croaks than the other, but hey, whatever it is. Um, right, croak number eight. We had each other. That's how we won. Oh my I can goodness. do it in my impression as well, that helps. It probably won't. We had each other. That's how we won. <laughs> that did I don't, not think that's, don't think that's helped. Um, I'm going to take a pass on that one. Okay. You just have done that. Oh, I can't tell you. I'm going to get any more clues. Anybody else want to guess him, that one? Is that Ron? I think Ron came in first with an eight. Yeah, it was Ron. Ron came in first, yes. Yeah, go for it, Ron. It's Lando. It is Lando. And um, what's it in? I'm writing they fly now. They fly now. They fly now. That's not the name of the film. What's <laughs> <laughs> the name of the film? Rise of Skywalker. Correct. Yes. No, it's not the it's just movies. Gets me confused. I was thinking that's not a Star Wars film. <laughs> no, I had to. I had to. Uh, I, I, I was questioning which movie I think it's from. Oh, right. But but got to uh, lay um um. Uh, Carrie Fisher passing away, and they had to use him in that last movie to sort of help tie it in. Yeah. And it is The Rise of Skywalker, by the way. Yeah. I don't know. I was going to say, you Lando's in the, did we talk about Lando's in the tread, and they asked how you did it or whatever, and they said we had each other. No, I thought he does it That's on, he says that on the, uh, when he's visiting Leia after she passes. Ooh. We're talking okay. about Poe. Yeah, yeah okay. I was on. I was probably yeah, on, was on the planet. Yep, yep. Yeah. On. We're moving on. We're moving on. Croaked number nine, and it is for Ron, who is. Um, I mean, if, no, if not everyone's, sports. if not everyone's getting a question, should you just stop at eight? Because then we had two questions. Well, I, could, each. Well, I, could, I could do. I could. How do. many more? How many more do you have? Just one or two? Just two, two more. All right. How about we buzz in? Yeah, let's just buzz in. No, we just, we just, you lose everybody's just going to press the number. But it, but <laughs> if you buzz in, no, and you, and you don't get it right, you lose a point. No, um, we don't want to go down that. Line. Yeah, because everybody's just going to buzz in and then go, oh, I don't know, it didn't cost me anything. So only buzz in, only put in the chat if you know, or, or say I'm in or whatever. Let's just, if you know what it is. Or well, just skip them all. Use them as bonus points if there's a tie at the end. Yeah, we'll just skip them. We'll just skip them. Okay, so at the end of uh, round two, I'm just trying to tot up. I think uh, Marie had 1.5, Brian had 0.5, Ricky had 2.5, and Ron had 3.5. I think it's safe to say that Ron is extending his his lead. I won't tot what's up. A po- what's a 0.5? How do I only get half of something? 0.5 is like... Yeah, yeah. Name and name and series. Half a point for each part of the question for yeah, one yeah. total. Right. Actually, in round three, which is general knowledge, I have to say some questions actually are probably worth more points than others. That's just going to be the way it works out. But <laughs> try and think of some way of making it. Every time Ron well, gets it right, it's going to be less. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to ruin it then. Reeking in Kenobi, Grievous. You said it was general knowledge. 
Yeah, I'm just writing down. Just <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Thank right. you. Okay. Woo. Oh, I was having okay. a hard time. Question Thanks, one. Marie. Appreciate, appreciate the giggle. Question yep. one <laughs> is for Ron. People can still guess in afterwards to, to steal the answer if Ron doesn't get it completely <laughs> correct. Okay. So, seen in The Phantom Menace... What is the name of the lightweight reconnaissance vehicles similar to the speeder bikes seen in Return of the Jedi, which are piloted by the Trade Federation's battle droids? They have a name. It's as classic with, 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 uh, with um, um, equipment. It's like an acronym. Yeah, and it was, Kurt, this, I'm going to know this, but not that. It was the first figure released because it was a battle droid on a... On a um, hanging from a ceiling right now. No battle droid hanging on a, a battle droid riding a um, man. I want to say a asp, asp, but I don't think that's right. I can understand why you're saying that, but it's not correct. Okay. Does anybody want to give? Anybody want to have a guess on this one? Put the number one in the chat, and you can have a guess. You won't lose a point. Nothing. Is that Ricky? I thought what? it might be you. Have a guess. Go for it. Air hopper. Air hopper. <laughs> You're closest. You're kind of closest. I can tell you, I'll tell you the acronym is STAP. STAP! Yeah! Yes. So I just yeah. want to randomly guess what it, you're not going to get a point, but then you want to guess what this STAP stands for? Super Turbo Awesome Patrol Vehicle. <laughs> Single Trooper yeah, Air Platform. Oh. oh. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that was the first figure. It was released before the movie came out, and there was there was there was a battle droid on a staff. We're riding a staff. Was 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 an early early release figure you found in stores. Definitely remember that collecting that. And hey, Stephen. So so that we can get the the chat thing right, you tell us what to put some number random number to put in there because we're all typing the number in and just waiting to hit send. So okay, I'll I'll remind you of the number. Tell us a letter or character or okay. whatever to type in. No, he's doing number question order, so that was the first one, so it's one, so the next one. Yeah, different. I know, but I'm trying to balance, even out the how quickly we're typing stuff in. we got to wait for him to say what character we're going to type in. Just have the number ready, just like your finger's over the button anyway. Yeah, yeah I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay, Ricky. I'd actually put... This is what well, I'll say the question, but... Um, I'm not sure anyone's going to So the question is, question two, spell Lando Calrissian's middle name. First of all, oh, we've got to know what it is. Um, so I will, I might give a point I if know. people need to know what it is. Well, I'll give Wait. half a point if you know what it is, and another half a point if you can actually spell it. Uh, I don't, are you, are you saying when to ring in again? I don't know what you're doing here. <laughs> uh Yes, I am, but it's I'll go with Ricky, what we did get. It... I'll go with the order already submitted. So you put two in there. So Ryan Magnus? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I guess you got Magnus. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the M, but I don't remember. Okay, so, so Ryan put the number in first. So do you know the name? Do you know how to spell it? Uh, Balthazar, B A L T H A Z A L. <laughs> So we say B A L T H A Z A R is my guess, but I know it's that's Balthazar. Correct. Oh, that's, correct. Oh, that's correct. That's right. It's Landonius Balthazar. Tells 
Land down it. Dundonis Ballas Corrosium Free. I thought El says Landonius. Han Hoth. Ryan, that's your book reading coming into play? Well, because it appeared in the uh, like Rise of Skywalker Visual Dictionary, and I was like, oh my gosh, his middle name is Balthazar? That's amazing. Like, It's such an awesome, and I've remembered that forever. Yeah, it's... no, I think as soon as you said it, I think maybe it kind of sounded like, oh yeah, I have heard that or I knew that, but boy, I don't know where or why or how or from. As soon as I, and I already thought his name was Lando Calrissian, but then once I realized it was Landonis Balthazar, I'm like, he just got so much cooler. <laughs> Again, how did you spell Balthazar, Stephen? Exactly. B-H-A-Z-A-R. Yeah, Z-A-R. Yeah, Z-A-R. As we say it. So you'll say when the floor is open, right? Yeah, I will. Okay. Okay, question three is for Ryan. I slightly changed it because there was two answers, but it's better if it's just one. I think. Right, so there are six bounty hunters that Darth Vader hires in Empire Strikes Back, which are Boba Fett, IG-88, Dengar, Bosk, um, I want to add another one in, Succus, and what's the name of the other one? Uh, someone that looks like Succus, man. Um, I remember I had this conversation with Ron, because I was like, they have the same head, but like a different robot body. Um, and I remember reading it in the comics, and I can picture it, but I, I got nothing. I, I can see it in my head, but I can't see it. I remember having the toy. Um, this one. Oh, Marie's. I'm gonna say put three in the put three in if you want to guess in. And uh, that's too Marie's early. Idiot. Marie's already in there, so I'm gonna be generous because one is miles ahead before we even know it. So, um, Marie. Uh, well, she rang in early. She rang in early though. Uh, um, like, I, the, no. The, 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 the judge's decision is final. You just that's, made... why he's the ch- that's why he's the chancellor. That's why I'm the chancellor. I am the senate. <laughs> I am the Chris master. I am I the senate. Okay, Murray? For L-O-M. Correct. I knew it was something weird robotic like that. Before you know, now. he's going through the list of, of bounty hunters, and I'm like, oh, man, I don't know who it is. Right up until he says there's uh, IGL, Dengar, and Zuckus. And I'm like, oh, well, then there has to be Forlom. And he didn't mention Forlom, so it's got to be Forlom. If he doesn't do the list of list of ones and say which one's missing or which one of the – if he doesn't say Zuckus, basically, I would have been in trouble. We all know what LOM stands for? Lover money. Yep, for the love of money. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. No. Yeah. That's, that's funny. Okay. Question four is Marie's. Uh, I will tell you when to put the number in the chat. Will you? Okay. Unless, you unless you feel like <laughs> not doing it. Yeah, I'm going, to make, I'm going to be a bit more stringent now. The infamous vehicle piloted by Luke in Empire Strikes Back was commonly known as a slow speeder, but what was its official name? Oh my gosh, I know this too. I'm just going to delete my number. <laughs> it is a what, um, what movie was it? Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Um. Hey, no help from the kitty cat. <laughs> <laughs> no, that just sounded like it. That almost sounded like. I heard. Yeah, hey, I heard them trying to feed you an answer, yeah. or wanting fed <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> He just wants to be fed because I opened up a, can- a box of his um, new food. And he wants to taste it. But um, 
you know what? I'm going to pass it and open up the floor because I okay. I had this in my head and now I can't remember it. I open have a number floor. in my head. Ricky seen crooked and two crook rickies. Um so okay, go for it, Ricky. Uh it's S T N T. S T N T. Not what I've got written down here. Yeah. Is is eleven seventy <laughs> or one seventy in in the mix at all? No, I haven't got that here either. So basically, say, what's the designation of a snowspeeder, right? Is what you're what you're I asking? I imagine so. Yes. The actual, like the number, the number, and it's got know, a like, number, like a, you know, like an at at or something like that, and a, and a number, and it's also got it wrong. So <laughs> I think it's arc one seventy or arc eleven seventy, but nope, that's not it. So what is I've got? I tell you, well, doesn't look like anybody's going to get that one. It's a what well, I've got down anyway, thanks to Wikipedia, is a T forty seven airspeeder. Mm. Ah, yeah. I almost said Z95, but I was like, I know that's not right. 97X. It's like a race. Bang. <laughs> Bang. The rock and roll. Rock and roll. <laughs> 97X. I think we're down to uh, Ron. It's one again now. Ah, oh, damn it. Why don't I give you the easy ones? Okay. Um, in The Phantom Menace, Obi-Wan, Kraikwon, Jin, and Jar Jar Binks use a bongo to travel from the Gungan underworld city to the Naboo capital. The what? Is uh, it is two part answer, so I'll give you half a point for each. But what is the name of the Gungan capital and Naboo's capital city? Half a point for each. So we want the name the... of the Naboo, the Naboo capital and the Gungan capital. Feed. Yep. That's the Naboo capital. We still going underwater now, okie dokie. <laughs> no, that's not it. That's not a, that's a bit of a silly name. Okay, no, Oki Day. Oki Day. We used to go on underwater now. Oki Day. I'm impressed with your remembrance of Jar Jar. I don't think it's going to come to you. Yeah, <laughs> nope. I'm I'm trying. I'm going through the I'm movie in the head. And it's, half a point. I'm giving you half a point for free. Ricky's already bumped in. <laughs> I even said open the floor, but I'm going to be generous because one so far ahead. Uh, Ricky. Otagunga. <laughs> Otagunga, correct. Yeah, yeah. Good thing this isn't multiple guess. Okay, Christian. Where is that? Is that said? That's said in the movie, though, right? I think it's a Monopoly is. game. <laughs> is it said in the movie? Because I... I'm trying trying to go through the movie, and he does. Doesn't he oh. say? Uh... Or do we know that from the books? Maybe that's why I couldn't pull it. It is in the books. It is in the book, though. It's in the novelization. I just read yeah, that. Yeah, clearly it's going to be in those, but yeah, do we know it to be in the movie? So we'll rewatch a Phantom Menace in order. Right. I think there's Gunga City in the in the Phantom Menace. Question yeah, six. Gunga City. Question, Question six. Question six for Ricky. In Bad Batch, this is too easy actually because we just talked about it. Um, in Bad Batch, what's the name of the Trandoshan female residing on an old mantel who runs the cantina and provides work for the gang? Sid. Correct. I don't know why I put that in. I thought, why did they put that in there? It's just so easy. <laughs> um, question seven, which is for Ryan. In the book of Boba Fett, what is the name of the Iforian mayor of Mos Espa on Tatooine? Uh, the Ithorian. I won't get his name. I don't remember it. Anybody know? I just watched it. Uh, yeah, you God. just watched it. You just said that. Anybody want to guess? Oh, I know it. I know it. Oh, Ron's, Ron's, Ron's put number in. Go for it, Ron. I don't, think it's a, I don't think it's the right number. No, I don't know that I know his name now. Go, uh, governor, or, um, nope, don't know it. 
He's a mayor. He's, he's not a, a mayor. He's not. He's not a governor. He's a he's mayor. A he's a mayor. Nope. Nope. It's uh oh Ricky. Wait, wait. Uh, Mokshais, right? Yes. Mokshais. Yeah, I'll give you that one. It's close enough. Yeah. See, it sounds familiar when you say it. I just don't have anything <laughs> for it. And question eight, lastly for uh Marie. Yes. Uh which character who appeared in the book of Boba Fett was nicknamed Santo by Garza Flip and Boba Fett? Was nicknamed what? Santo. Santo. Ryan knows this one. Ryan Do I? Sure. You'd surprise me. That would surprise me if I did. <laughs> um. It's quite obvious when you think about it, but I mean, yeah. in a question, you would go, what? Santo? It's not Father Christmas. Santo. <laughs> and he's not a saint either, is he? Um. No, it's a character who was in the Book of Boba Fett. The nickname oh, is very close to their name. I don't know it. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I'll open up then. Ricky sounds like he knows anyway. Go for it, Ricky. Chrysanthemum. Correct. Oh! My gosh. <laughs> That's why they're right. Oh, God. <laughs> yep. I think that it. Is I was... Should we, should we spell it? S A N T O S. Santos. Yeah. K R A S S S S T. Two R's, man. Santos. I know. I can see everybody here hasn't got time for a fourth round, so I will top up the answers for this. And what we do is try a throw in the next round in a little spool quiz at the next the next show. Because I like I I do would like to do that because I spend a bit of time in it. So, <laughs> I think so. In round three, 0.5 for Ron, 3.5 for Ricky, one for Ryan, and one for Marie. Yes. Um, so, now I've just got to try and add this all up. I, I don't need to add one's one, isn't it? But uh, let's try and get the final scores here. Uh, I'm just putting them all together. Seven, one, two, three. Okay, so. Ron has eight, nine, ten. You know, Ron has eleven points. Rookie has Rookie has seven points. Ryan has three point five points. Yeah. Marie has five point five points. So that makes the winner of the annual. Positively Star, positively Star Wars podcast Senate, podcast Senate, Clash, Clash of the Tiger, Crouch of the Hidden Dragon, Race of the Hidden Saturday, um, annual Chris winner this year, 2023, is Ron. Woohoo! Congrats. All those annual questions. <laughs> and I will use round four for mini Chris um, uh, in the next episode, so you won't get away with it. It's a little bit of fun as well. Maybe I can add in some of the questions we didn't get time for uh, this episode. Yeah, come up with uh, what was it? Quotes? <laughs> come up with two other quotes so that you have one for each. Well, that's a yeah, yeah, two quotes, yeah I can like add them in, but it won't be. You won't be playing for the annual Chris um, championship. Which uh, now, Ricky, you have to hand that your your trophy over to Ron. Yeah, ship ship that um, as soon as you can. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and uh, you'll be paying for the honour of the mini Chris um, trophy um, next episode. So hopefully, I hope you all enjoyed that. I have, as I put time in. Stephen, appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you for that's always that yeah. is, that is always fun. That is always fun. Excellent. Thank you very much. Um, sorry that some of the questions were really complicated and some of them were really daftly stupid, but um, <laughs> that numbers one is always quite fun, really, because yeah. it's always guessable for everybody. Um, so that's why I did that. So thank you very much, everybody, for uh, participating. I hope you enjoyed the quiz, and we will see you on the next episode of what's it called, Ricky? I don't remember. No. <laughs> Positively Star Wars. The Positively Senate Star Wars Senate podcast. Thank you very much. Cheers. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Goodbye. And that's a wrap. We're off. <laughs> Go switch off. Be sure to join us on February 7th for a special Star Wars Podcast Day 2023 episode of the Positively Star Wars Senate Podcast. Follow us online. Join our Positively Star Wars Facebook group. You can find us on Twitter at on Instagram. We're at PSW Senate Podcast. And on TikTok, we're at PSW Senate Podcast. The Force will be with you. Always. or damn near the entire episode was at night or in the dark you know it was a very dark episode from a from a from a lighting standpoint there weren't they didn't have to worry about shadows and <laughs> hey <laughs> good morning ricky yeah oh everybody's just like does somebody arrived very good me and Ron were just having a uh, little one-on-one there for five minutes Oh, well. I was listening to Marta, Marva's speech. <laughs> well, I was just Marva. Saying, 
we can hear you. Can anyone hear me? Hello? Yeah, yep. good morning. Yep. I, I hear Marie, I hear Ricky, and I hear everyone. Yeah, I'm just, uh, just trying to work out what, as I said to St. Jerome, what episode number this was. And if I go by Countback on Podbean, this is episode number 34. Uh, so just that's just that's, that sounds a bit more exciting at the start of the, uh, the speech. Technically, one of those is the trailer. So <laughs> is it? Oh, I've got yeah. to take one off. I've got to take one off. I, I, took, I, I took off the two. I like that two ones. Um, which one's the trainer then? Yeah, uh, thanks to Ron. Awesome. I was pleased to see that um, one of our episodes has beaten the Batman into second place. <laughs> it has. Uh, our Shadow of the Sith episode has now got more downloads than Batman. Oh, really? Well, I guess it's good that Star Wars is taking control of its own podcast. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Right, so this is episode 33 then. Today, I've changed. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I Actually, we were, so we were discussing the use of episode numbers or the dates or whatever. I kind of like the dates. Or but I thought, well, since we did episode one, we should do another milestone. I was thinking episode 50. But then I thought, well, no, we should save it to episode 66. But then what's the next <laughs> Star Wars number? Because I think 1138 would take us a very long time to get to. <laughs> so <laughs> we, we, is there another, is there, is there a number in the 100s? Well, this Some is actually, system. well, this, is, this episode is actually half an execution order, isn't it? So it's half <laughs> order 66. So um, we're, we're halfway there to executing order 66. Half a yo, yo. Yeah, half, half, half. Yeah, half a yo. No, yeah, don't get me going on that one. Yeah, you said to me, "What? What's half a yo-yo?" I said, "Well, broken." I <laughs> <laughs> still, I still don't quite get in some of those. I'm looking. At it, say what you say. I'm looking at it. I'm going, "Well, that's half a yo. It's a half a half a yo-yo. What's that got to do with anything?" Uh, yeah, I'm a bit, I'm a bit slow to those things, but I, I do enjoy trying to work them out. In fact, some of them I still haven't worked on. I try not to look at the comments because that's just cheating. <laughs> Once you see the comments, you you know it. But well, certainly, yeah, it, it makes it then trying to figure out how it gets there. It's like, oh, okay, half a yo-yo. I get it now. I see where it's going for. Yeah, like I say, I some of, that... some of them are clearly, you know, clear, and and others are a bit of a stretch. But you know, the best they had to go go with. Yeah, I didn't get that one because, I mean, I know it's Yoda, but I was like, where are they getting this second syllable from? Because it's not working for me. I had I had to explain it to my nephew, yo, dear. Yo, so, yo, say it fast. Yo, some people with an R, yo, dear. Yeah, you know, yo, dear, yo, dear, yo, dear, Yoda. You know, that, that's where you have to go. It's a, they, like they have somebody with the weird side. accent there's making tie, those cards. And there's a fighter, <laughs> so it's TIE fighter. And other times it's yo, dear, and you have to get a bit of a stretch and say, oh, it must be going for Yoda. Because uh-huh. I was looking at it going, yo, do. No, it's not working for me. Or I guess doe. Yeah, you could do yo doe because it it is a or no, it's a fawn, isn't it? It's a it's fawn. Always, yeah, I was like yo fawn. Doe? No, that's not working. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, save this for the chat. But that uh, was a Christmas gift. But it's um currently in five below's. If you have a five below, yeah, that's, that's where it's at. Some, oh, someone I do, picked and it's right next door to Sephora. <laughs> <laughs> Double dipping. Yeah, yeah, and they also have a uh, neat um. Mando on a speeder with Grogu. Um, it's kind of a static 
uh, toy uh, figure type of thing, or whatever. It's not all posable and everything, but it's a cool five dollar Mando. On a, it's pretty pretty decent size. It's uh, maybe a foot long. Anyway, yeah, some good some good stuff out there. You can just keep going. Has everybody forever. officially stopped calling Grogo Baby Yoda now? Then I still do no, it sometimes. It. Yeah, I do it sometimes too. I still do on occasion if I'm talking to somebody who wouldn't know what I'm talking about if I said Grogu. Yeah, that is true. There'd be a lot of people just going, yeah. That's, that's what's kind of really helped it grow from the base. So if you go, oh, look, baby Yoda, you see baby Yoda, you see baby Yoda. You, you say, oh, you've seen Grogu. You people that actually like, think it's about? baby Yoda, like that don't want, that don't know anything about Oh, God, about yeah. <laughs> of course yeah, not. There's a, more people think it's truly Baby Yoda than than no, it's not. I would suggest because the lay fan, anybody that sees that stuff out of Walmart and, and everything else is just like, oh, that's that that's that Baby Yoda. You know, they're not okay. Post two thousand five, how many people would ask what a Sith is? Yeah, that's you true. think? Um, my license plate says Sith girl. I still get people going. What is that supposed to mean? <laughs> have you ever watched star wars well mine says bort on it which is a simpsons reference so i get all sorts of <laughs> i love it well i want to i want to dissect where he's sith girl. so have you ever watched star wars because you don't we don't get sith in the original trilogy at all right but post 2005 people still ask about it it's like dude, yeah he's it's in the title of one of the movies well, too shy. So right, yeah. And in episode one, like he says, a Sith Lord, and so <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah so it's, it was an that's what I'm saying. The original trilogy, we we knew he was a Lord of the Sith, but only from the tops trading cards, if I recall correctly. <clears throat> but the but movies, that you're was right. The entire point, because um, that was supposed to be a deep cut. <laughs> brings it, yeah. brings brings it right in your face. <laughs> yeah, it, it would have been a deep cut. You would have only known it. I, I mean still stands people still don't know because they're not star wars fans but um even like the the most um tangentially acquainted with star wars these days gets it right. in order to not get it at all you would have to have never seen a movie or it's never like not knowing what an ewok is yeah no, right yeah, not not pop culture not knowing who batman is uh, to some extent <clears throat> i worked with a lady my age and so sort of grew up in the heyday of star wars clearly and had never seen star wars didn't see it back in back in the day. I'm like, how, how long were they in a coma for? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, she was, but I was just like, how did your parents? Yeah, you know, it was the thing of the thing in this in '77. How did how did you how did you not? Where did you grow up? That that you just took you to like, see nope, Star Wars. Saw. Talk about being not part of the zeitgeist. Well, it'd be even worse if somebody <clears throat> said, "Star Wars." I've never heard of it. <laughs> that would be taking it to another step, wouldn't it? Really, they've yeah, never right. heard the the two words put together ever. Okay, the person that's never heard of it, what order do you have them watch the movies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the old class in it. Original, it's probably just order. Watch, yeah. watch Rogue One first, <laughs> then go back to Episode One. <laughs> Should we uh, get started? Since we yeah, have a lot to say, let's yep. get started. Yep. We've, got, we've got to get the road on the show, the show on the road, even. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a good start, isn't it? Good job we've got a script written down here, I'll never be able to say a title properly. Okay, so everybody's ready.